Strange Ride is brought to you commercial-free through the generous support of our patrons. Visit strangeride.com and click on Donate to keep the history of the weird on the digital airwaves. The Disney theme parks have been known to push the boundaries of immersive entertainment since they were first created. In March 2022, they would push that boundary even further. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, or it might better be known as the Star Wars Hotel, sought to take immersive entertainment to a new level to truly get to live in the Star Wars galaxy for a few days. For many, it sounded like a dream, a place where fans could live out their ultimate fantasies of flying through space, getting in ship battles, training to be a Jedi, and even fighting for the fate of the galaxy. But when Disney finally announced the price tag that accompanied this experience, fans realized that they might not be able to do this experience at all. Soon enough, the price tag seemed to be the only thing anyone associated with this hotel. And although fan reception was fantastic, Disney announced that not even two years after its opening, the Galactic Star Cruiser would be closing. Today, we will be getting into what the Galactic Star Cruiser even was, why it failed, and what it was like to be a guest on the Halcyon. Welcome to Strange Ride, where I tell the smartest man I know the weirdest things I know. My name is Savannah Barrett, and I will be your guide today, but you're not the only ones going on this ride. I have with me here Maddie Wagner. Hello. And Julian Dobbs. Hello. And then, of course, we have the smartest man I know, Rob C. Thompson of Occult Confessions fame. I just can't stop thinking about that price tag. Yeah, and you don't even know what the price really is yet, do you? No, I'm just thinking about various prices of different things now. Mm. I feel like I'm on the prices right. (laughs) (laughs) Vacation edition. That's what I should do. Oh, my God. I'm going to make you guess, like, the The price price is right. (laughs) And don't say a penny. (laughs) Does it involve, like, you're going to make me guess what lunch costs at the Halcyon? Sure. (laughs) I actually broke down, like, the cost of the hotel and stuff like that. Well hotel 25 okay. ducats <laughs> Schme- <Schmeckles>. gold <laughs> what is it called uh, it's called credit credit, credit. credit. I personally think, and this is going to be a hot take, my favorite Star Wars movie is The Force Awakens. Oh, <laughs> I, wow. Okay. I'm, okay. I, that movie is just so special to me because it was my first Star Wars movie that I saw in a movie theater, oh. and I just loved everything about it. I just thought it was fun. I loved all the new characters. I loved the way all the old characters came back. So yeah. I was like, I was ready for the sequel trilogy <laughs> when it <laughs> came out. And I do want to get out of the way that the sequel trilogy has a lot of issues with it, but I don't think it's like an affront to God that these movies were made. To <laughs> like, George Lucas? <laughs> an affront to Lucasdom? <laughs> well, some people get very, very upset if you say that you like these movies and I I just don't think that they're that bad but if you don't like them there's nothing wrong with that like I you are allowed to dislike or like anything that you want I'm just not going to attack you for liking them or disliking them (laughs) and I guess is what I'm trying to ask for here because I'm going to be talking about the sequel trilogy a lot today and uh i don't want people being like well fuck you for liking that (laughs) (laughs) i do think it's a weird approach to fandom like if you really like something don't you always like more of it you know what i mean like you don't have to think it's the best i think it was more of like people are very gatekeepy about star wars and it felt like a personal attack on them that it wasn't what they wanted it to be well but it isn't ever really going to be what you want it to be unless they read your personal fan fiction and m- put that in a movie. Yeah, right. Like, we're all going to have very different takes on it, but it doesn't shouldn't hurt your feelings if you love it, if they make more of it. 
I don't know. I just feel like fandom has shifted a little. There it's, was a time where you'd just be like, yeah, cool. There's more of this thing. <laughs> and I like it. I think also after Disney owned it, I think a lot of people didn't want to follow it because of that. But that also might be a hot take. So. No, I don't think so. A lot of people were really upset when Disney bought Star Wars. And honestly, this whole like topic about like the hatred around the sequel trilogy could be its own episode because mm. there's a I feel like there's a lot that goes into it. Um but I just wanted to put that out there. So if you're one of those people that are like uh, you start seeing red when the sequel trilogy is mentioned maybe don't listen to this, this is episode a, we have a great episode on five nights at freddy's and <laughs> just go back and go back and do yes. epcot maybe yeah so would you like to talk about patreon yeah we got one so uh you head on over to patreon and uh savannah's going to start creating some bonus content over there specific to strange ride uh mm-hmm. we don't have any up just yet but we do have a variety of bonus content from the alchemical actors we produce the occult confessions podcast and the Dark Bull podcast, and the Patreon is uh, for all of that. So you, if you like hearing us just, you know, talk, you, there's more of that. Uh, Rob and I are going to review uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, we're looking and, forward to that. Uh, Luke and I are going to review Baldur's Gate 3 because it has taken over my entire life. Some gamer shit, mostly, yeah. is what we're doing yeah, on the Patreon. Well, I mean, at the moment, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 has really consumed both Luke and I's life. So, like, Luke was like, I have to go back to work and I can't play Baldur's Gate as much anymore. And then last night, I didn't even get to play Baldur's Gate because I was working on this. <laughs> It's a tragedy. It's a hard life. It really is. Your nerddoms are tearing you in different directions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but then I was so happy talking about the Star Wars Star Cruiser, and I. But anyway, whatever. We're going to have fun. We I are know we're not fun. Baldur's Gate, but we will still have fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just not as much fun. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um. Anyway, so I don't know if you guys. Listen to A Call Confessions, know anything about A Call Confessions, but um, we have a pledge that we do, and so I've created a pledge for this show, and so the pledge goes, I solemnly commit myself to keep my hands, arm, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times while on this strange ride. And now, can you guys all say this? <laughs> I solemnly commit, commit to keep to my hands, hands arms, feet, feet, and legs inside, inside the vehicle <laughs> at all times while, while on, on this strange, strange ride. ride. Better than most of the other yeah, people. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. Well, they do. They memorize lines here, so it's oh, all good. Oh, that's good. It's true. So I do want to come right out of the gate and say that um, I'm not here today to make fun of this hotel. I've seen so many people dancing on its grave, and I really want to try to look at this thing as objectively as I can. However, I know that I am not immune to biases, and I want to also say that I did go to this hotel, I experienced it, and honestly, they made this experience for me. It's a Star Wars interactive immersive theater experience. Like, it literally checks every single box for me, <laughs> and, and I've dreamed about something like this since I was a child. So, like, I, so I'm going to try my best to critique it objectively but i know there will be points where you guys will have to check me and be like savannah you're getting a little too excited and like maybe that wasn't as cool as you thought it was remember (laughs) it's gone (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but 
but yeah so if you clicked on this also in the intentions of hearing somebody shit all over this experience you're also in the wrong spot <laughs> but now you're 10 minutes in so you might as well stay yeah, yeah maybe i'll change your mind about this experience in time for you to not be able to experience it so <laughs> but you can experience our off-brand star thing hotel we ought to come up with a name our off-brand we can't start it with the word star because space I like wars yes. hotel <laughs> that might be better coming too. soon <laughs> to a chesapeake bay near you or it's just space balls oh well no that's that's copyrighted I'll be honest, though, it's hard to find people talking positively about this experience. Like, you kind of have to go out of your way to find people talking positively about it, which is part of the reason why I wanted to, because I feel like, well, I will talk positively about it, but I will also have um, negative things to say about it, too, Um, because I'm not going to sit here and also tell you that it was a perfect experience, because it most definitely was not, but it's people are giving it way too much shit <laughs> definitely 100 <laughs> percent. but um, from the outside it's from not, the outside yeah. it seems as if most people who are the ones trashing it did not actually go experience it mm-hmm. it seems as if most of the people that did experience it loved this thing from what I've been seeing and now that could also be biasness because like I'm in like Facebook groups about it and stuff like that but like from the most part it feels like every person I've seen who went there was like this thing is amazing and I want to go back and also just to point out too I find this whole situation super interesting just outside of it being like a Star Wars and immersive theater thing because there are so many different aspects to what went wrong with this experience that it's kind of difficult to find a good place to start but I think the number one thing that went wrong with this is this you cannot easily explain what this thing is Mm. (laughs) it's a hotel but it's not just a hotel it's an immersive experience but it's also a cruise and a disney vacation and it's star wars (laughs) how is it so the marketing huh the marketing on it had to be insane so uh, the thing doesn't move right it's a building it is but you but it is meant to be like a cruise in the sense that you are staying on a cruise ship in a the space, Star Wars universe. A space cruise ship. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So it's So it's treats, an imaginary cruise. Yes. Okay. That doesn't <laughs> actually move. But, okay. Well, but it I'll, acts like a cruise, like there's a buffet and there's a mm-hmm. captain and stuff? Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So imagine you're going on a cruise, but you're in outer space. Is there a place where you can drop your kids? I don't have kids, so like, I don't. <laughs> so you didn't notice? No. I mean, my grandma dropped me off. I guess. So oh, like, your grandma dropped you, oh, an yes. adult child, off in the in the kid area. The whole thing was a kid area. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, so yes, I went. <laughs> Actually, I'll get into this later, but I will say right now is uh, me and my seventy-five-year-old grandmother went together and went just us too. And she knows nothing about Star Wars. And it was amazing. But um, <laughs> well, she knows something now. She does. She does. She had a great time. This is so I was looking through ads and things like trying to refresh my memory on like the ads because I also remember the ads not. I was looking into this and reading a lot about it. So I knew what it was mm-hmm. going into it. And especially as a theater person, I'm like, yeah, this is like immersive theater entertainment. That's awesome. Um, but so, like the ads that they would play would not get across what you were about to do, like what you were going to do. And underneath all of their ads, this is how Disney would 
pitch it. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is a revolutionary new two-night experience where you are the hero. You and your group will embark on a first-of-its-kind Star Wars adventure you can call your own. It's the most immersive Star Wars story ever created, one where you eat, sleep, and live the experience and journey further into the Star Wars universe than you ever dreamed possible. Arrive at the Walt Disney World Resort Terminal and board a launch pod that will transport you to the magnificent Halcyon Star Cruiser. Stay in a well-equipped cabin with an exquisite view of space. Throughout the ship, you'll interact with an eclectic collection of characters, sit down to exotic galactic cuisine, and perhaps even plot a secret mission together. As the itinerary continues, you'll take the story further and deeper and choose your path. Seek out the inner workings of the legendary Star Cruiser, learn the traditional art of wielding a lightsaber, and even jump on a transport to the planet pod the planet Batu, where your mission continues in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, that's not exactly very marketable. That's a very long <laughs> paragraph. It sounds like something fun to bring the kids. Like, you get to play with... Like, if I heard that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you get to play with swords, and, you know, they're just plastic, and, you know... I don't know. I, I get maybe it's the theater person to me, but uh, to me, it sounds a little bit like when you take your kid to like a Civil War reenactment or something. <laughs> <laughs> have you taken Corinne to a Civil War I reenactment but yet? When my comp when, uh, when I ran my company, we would my theater company, we would do like the Revolutionary War stuff. We'd like go hang out with reenactors and like do like storytelling and stuff. But they would give kids you know fake guns and they could like shoot the guns <laughs> and oh like like those pirating. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get to like stand in line and march. I mean, ooh, ooh yeah. that's fun. But yeah, it, it, it feels that way to me. Like, yeah. I, I, it just doesn't need to be so foreign, I guess. Like, there are plenty yeah. of occasions. I know, yes. I understand this is for more adults, but like for children, there are plenty of occasions where there are these kinds of experiences where you participate with costumed characters. I mean, Disney itself is kind of built on oh, that premise. Yeah, oh, 100%. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, that was a really long paragraph. Well, yes, it's not. It's, yes. it's not a good tagline. Exactly. That's the thing is because yeah. you need that one tagline right to get there. people yeah. interested, right. yeah. and then they look more into it. But it, that's like the brochure. Yeah, is what you just read. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's the brochure. The tagline. That's the tagline, basically. Well, their that's... tagline was Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser: A Two Night Experience. Yeah, no, that's no mm, good that's, either. Yeah, exactly. A two night experience. <laughs> it, that could mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> I've had many two night experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them are worthy of a review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or an episode. So it is like, so for the average Disney fan, like the average person who goes to Disney parks, they're like, what does that mean? And a lot of people don't want to look into it. And. Like, because Disney, they're like, Disney, you need to sell me on this thing. And then also, like, if so, if you wanted to get out quickly, what it is, you could just say it's a Star Wars hotel. Except it's not a Star Wars hotel. If you go into this experience, and that's what I'm going to be calling it from here on out. I don't want to call it a hotel. It's an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking that this is just another elaborately themed hotel, you are going to be very surprised (laughs) when you are there. Quit talking to me. Quit bothering me. I'm just trying to go to the park. Where's the pool? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get off my case. <laughs> and like, so pu- 
to put it more plainly, what this experience is, like I said earlier, you think of it as a cruise. Uh, you get on with the same group of people. Everybody on board is staying for the same amount of time, two days, two nights. Once you're on board, you are there to LARP. You are there to live action role play. You are there to act as if you are a person that is living in the Star Wars universe and you are helping create this story on board the ship. And there's characters that you can meet and interact with them and they like get to know you and they'll like seek you out to do missions for them and stuff. And then just like a cruise, like you dock at um, this planet and then you go onto the planet like, like, I don't know, like when you go to the Bahamas and stuff and they let you off to go. <laughs> yeah, you have little excursions. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's what they call it. You they call it an excursion. And... See, I've never, the Star Cruiser is the only cruise I've ever been on. So oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm acting like I know, but Katie and I don't do cruises either. She hates the concept and I'm skeeved out by the buffet, so we don't go on <laughs> that's cruises. That's fair. Yeah. I can't imagine Katie on a cruise. No, no, no. My wife Freak does not belong out. on a cruise. Yeah. Disney, in their Hollywood Studios theme park, dedicated an entire section of the park to be a star wars land and they call it batu is the name of the planet and it's like black spire outpost is like the name of the like civilization there and it's meant to be an incredibly like immersive place where it, it they really wanted it to feel like you were in a star wars movie when you were there is that an mgm yes that uh yes so yeah. hollywood studios be MGM became Hollywood Studios when they lost, like, the partnership with yeah, MGM yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that is what the park is called But it now. goes back a long while. It's been there for decades. Yeah, MGM, is, uh, Hollywood Studios has been around for a very long time, but then they... Well, I mean, the, they, the Star Wars has had a place there for decades. Maybe oh. not to the extent you're talking about. No. But there's always been a little Star Wars, not always, but for like 30 25 years yeah, yeah. there's been a there, star wars there, space. Has. there was a tiny little star wars place near where like the muppets are yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh it's called star tours and then yeah. like they have like a little stage where they do like a star wars show <laughs> that was awesome and, and i remember yeah, as a kid oh that. yeah i did that as a kid too. yeah it was a, it was amazing it's <laughs> so much fun star tours is such a good ride but uh they did not expand that area that area is still there however if you walk down that street there's this like big archway now that you walk through and then you're like basically teleported into this yeah star wars Star Tours like, yeah. still there yeah it's yeah. still there well yeah. that's kind of confusing no well because <laughs> star tours is not canon whereas batu and galaxy's edge which is the n- actual name of the theme park mm-hmm. not star wars land it's called galaxy's edge is canon like, yeah if you're a nerd you'll get that but if you're a regular guy like me you're like wait it was on the star wars back there well, That's the better true. Star Wars is no, over there. No, it's a better one. <laughs> yeah, Where's the you, better Muppets? <laughs> the Muppets will be lucky if they're still there in a few years, oh, honestly. Poor Jim yeah, they're getting screwed over. Mm. The the Muppet 3D vision or whatever the yeah. thing is there, nobody goes to it anymore. Oh. They actually use that line there to keep some of the line for the Star so Wars ride. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, because no. the Star Wars line is such a long line. Well, 3D is no longer state of the art, is it? No. No. <laughs> you had to think about not it. Not when things like the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride is oh right next gosh. door. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, so you did, you've yes, been to Galaxy's yeah. Edge? Have you? I have not. Oh my. It is like, so, oh, my God. Like, Galaxy's <laughs> Edge is this whole separate thing. But I think the most important things to point out about it is that Disney wanted it to be canon. So it takes place in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. And so when you are there... 
like technically this is all actually happening in the Star Wars universe. So like the rides that you go on actually affect the story of the movies and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. So you would go on an excursion to the theme park as like a way to keep with the immersive experience where it's like oh you're in space and then you get on a shuttle and they drive you to a special entrance where you don't have to go through the main entrance of the park and they drop you off right in the star wars part of the park Mm -hmm. so it's really as if like you don't see the outside world at all which Mm -hmm. is it's pretty cool so combine that not being able to explain what how it what it is or taking a half an hour to explain what it is and then the huge price tag that comes along with it you alienate most of your audience so for two people to stay in a cabin together the cost is around four thousand eight hundred dollars total for both nights Yes. Total for the whole experience. If it's your whole vacation, but two nights is a short vacation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So most people, they hear the words hotel and think 5000 for two nights at a hotel. That's insane, which they are not wrong. <laughs> it is pretty insane. Even if you know exactly what you're getting into, $5,000 is just too much money. And like I had such a good time that when I went that I 100% wanted to go again. But it's just like you can't afford to spend five thousand dollars like every year on this thing like it's <laughs> you like, can't anymore anyways yeah cause and you can't because <laughs> it's closing and uh but i do want to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because people are saying that like disney is being like super greedy with the price and stuff like that which i definitely thought at first but having gone and seen it and as somebody who makes immersive theater mm-hmm. <laughs> in real life uh i really don't think that the price is like that outrageous like it feels kind of justifiable to me and so i kind of broke down everything that you get in this five thousand dollar package and i will say too um it five thousand dollars is probably like, is like the cheapest that you'll spend on this thing if you bring like a family of four it could be up to like six thousand seven thousand stuff like that like it's it, a bit cheaper though per person it is it is a bit cheaper per person but it's still it's still a lot of money so yeah. I'm, I'm not denying that it's a lot of money but there aren't like premium things so you're just saying it's the number of people that determine the price yes and then they have like special rooms where you could fit more people when they were like suites or whatever and the honeymoon suite yeah and they costed more they were like cut the captain suite and something like that um the captain's suite that's one of them and then there was another one do you have to sleep with the captain no (laughs) (laughs) that would definitely be an interesting experience hilarious It's like booking a bed and breakfast in the Isle of Skye and like you have to sleep with the innkeeper, yeah. That's really weird. It's your honeymoon. Anyway. So for $5,000, you get a two-night stay in this fancy immersive hotel room. You get day tickets to Hollywood Studios theme park. You get, okay, lightning lane passes for Smuggler's Run, which is one of the rides in Galaxy's Edge where you get to fly the Millennium Falcon, and Rise of the Resistance, which is like the e-ticket, like, best ride disney has ever made (laughs) (laughs) oh i agree also in galaxy's edge and what lightning lane is is fast pass except now you have to pay for fast pass they call it lightning lane and for special rides like millennium falcon and rise of the resistance you have to pay extra for them Mm. it's probably it's like 15 to 20 dollars per person for lightning lane passes so but they just give those to you so you get to skip the line. So that's 40 bucks out of 5,000. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Uh, I'll so, do the math Yeah, here. All of the food that you eat, including breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks is uh, 
included for two days for two days i'm going to keep the math going here so it's say two people with five thousand dollars you have to 40 bucks now well <laughs> but it's two rides so it's 80 bucks but now we're so it's like 25 dollars a meal times two people let's let's just even it out say it's 200 dollars a day so that's 400 500 now go ahead well about the day tickets to the park uh that's about 200 a piece right yeah so we're up to seven nine hundred dollars okay well, and then staying in the hotel, like that's like another couple hundred dollars a night yeah. in a reasonable at a reasonable rate, so you have to eleven to thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, well, that's why I say fancy because it's probably not a reasonable hotel because some hotels in Disney World you have to pay like eight hundred dollars a yeah, night to stay at. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, um, it's two days of park passes. No, it's just one. Okay, it's thirteen hundred. Is that included <laughs> with the two days that you're there, or is that a separate day? That no, you that get... is included with the two days that you're there. I see. <clears throat> and uh, valet parking. Valet par- okay, so thirteen fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of this valet thing? parking in Orlando. <laughs> like you're really someplace. <laughs> Sorry, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to park your own car like, well, like new york city valet parking maybe 100 well, 150 yeah, bucks oh, oh, in okay. orlando <laughs> it's like 30 like three dollars <laughs> i'm not saying all that equals five thousand dollars right, 1350 <laughs> um all of this state-of-the-art tech used to create space battles and lightsaber training and all the different effects that they had are on these the sort of like rides like unique well, they're not rides. You don't ride in the hotel. You no. You do things. You do games things. and stuff. Yes. But if we can, I'm like a kind of a ride. Okay, I'll, I'll get you up to like fifteen fifty there. Fifteen fifty. Okay. I mean, it's costing Disney a lot, but what would you pay if you like, like, if I opened a Chuck E. Cheese that was like that, like my own like <laughs> star cheese space? What are we calling it? Space. Space. What were we saying? Space, space wars. Cheese. Space. My space wars <laughs> on the bay. The uh, you would pro- you would you might pay two hundred bucks you might drop ah. two hundred bucks yeah yeah no, spending fair. a day playing well these and then games. you get live entertainment okay, and then so you the, also all of the interactive right. story element I'll get you up to nineteen there nineteen fifty that's not bad it's all right you didn't make it to five <laughs> I'm not saying that you hold on <laughs> <laughs> let's go back here yes. And then I will say that you do have to pay for some things on board, but the only things you have to pay for are alcohol and merchandise. So. Yeah, well, that's fair. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's fair. Is there we'll any merchandise included that you get to take home? Um, yeah, I was. Thinking I would about hope that. a souvenir, oh, like of like some the sort. building the lightsaber. So, building the lightsaber, you don't get to build a lightsaber on the ship, and that is something that you would have to pay for, like if you go to the actual theme park. Mm. The actual theme park has like you get to build your own droid and you get to build your own lightsaber, but those cost separate and aren't necessarily like you can go experience them when you stay like on the Halcyon, which is the name of the ship that you stay on. Uh, but that isn't necessarily um, a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then but everything on board, like I said, the only things you pay for are the merch and your alcoholic drinks. Um, even like soda and stuff like that. Like they just have like dispenser, like you could just go into the buffet and get it whenever you mm-hmm. wanted to. It's the least I'd expect on such a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It was awesome. Okay. So well, you so you look at all that, you get I feel like you get a lot. You do. For I, it. I, it's like double the price, but I think that that's a product of it being in short supply. Yes. Because there's but one of these, right? Yes. So that's mm-hmm. the supply and demand. Well, and then mm-hmm. also think about how many 
actors that they have to pay to do this. I agree that this costs mm-hmm. Disney a lot. I'm just saying from a consumer standpoint. I got you. At $2,000 is what would be reasonable, but considering that this is the only one of its kind and that you can't get the experience elsewhere, I would be willing to double that. I'm being very generous here, but it still doesn't it's quite okay. get us to five. You can give... You can be upset with the price tag i don't i I, i'm i'm not like if somebody will pay it get what you can get i guess i mean not like disney's poor or anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) so is it still stupid expensive yes it is still stupid expensive but as a theater person i there were so many cast members just like normal cast members who like make the hotel itself run and they like waited on you hand and foot and they were all amazing so like they're getting like there's a lot of them they have to pay a a lot of them then all of the actors who are definitely getting paid more than normal cast members and then also are working a lot those well they need to be i mean it's not like mickey god love mickey and the heat and that costume but it's not you have to have you have to do acting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, you have to do improv. And then you also have to remember all these people's names. And so you have to try and the make face them characters. feel special. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Cinderella yeah. doesn't have to remember your name no. after you no. leave. No. Yeah. But these people do. And then on top of that, too, there's so many different theatrical aspects to this that it isn't like a hotel where you just turn a light switch on and the hotel's good there's people who have to sit there and like manage everything they have to make sure nothing's running late they have to make sure all the tech is working they have to know when to press the button to make the tech work at the right time like there's so much that goes into this hotel that like i guess if you're not a theater person you might just not think about but like they have probably so many people behind the scenes making this thing run that disney is spending a stupid amount of money on it which is (laughs) why i believe that i believe that it is as expensive as it is um as unfair as it is you know that it is so expensive i'm not saying i don't i'm not saying that's unfair i'm just saying if i'm acting like the average american consumer and i'm adding up what it would cost to do an all-inclusive cruise for (laughs) yeah but do you get to go to space in that on your normal cruise no i get to go to an island but space is cool (laughs) (laughs) or i get to go to alaska and watch the glaciers melt i will be detailing my personal experience on board and what it was like but i uh, before i get into all that because it's going to be just me uh geeking out about how much fun i had on this (laughs) vacation uh i'd like to get into other factors of why i believe the galactic star cruiser failed first so like number one definitely price tag price tag and not being able to describe what it is 100 percent uh and then on top of that any all the ads that they released for this thing were really cringy. They were not good. Have, have you seen some of them? I have. They're, I think I they're, have, uh, yeah. They were on network TV and stuff, They're an right? interesting breed. So what is it, Julian? What were they like? Oh, God. They're so hard to explain. Were there children? Yeah, they're hard to explain, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it felt like they were marketing towards kids for an adult experience. Hmm. I Which seem is, to recall there being children in the ads, like yeah. guys, you know, hugging them and showing them yeah. their lightsabers. Their sabers, yes. Sorry, that doesn't sound good. No matter <laughs> no, how you put it, <laughs> there is no way I could end that sentence. It doesn't sound creepy. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is like, ha- well, having been there, that's the thing. Is like, I you have to have been there to make this any of it make sense. Well, you're all alone here. <laughs> sure, it was like that. There was plenty of things for kids to do and the kids that were there seemed to have a really good time but so it wasn't just an adult experience but yes it does 
like it's hard to explain what it is yeah. even just from the ads that you see so julian you thought oh this is for children or the ad is oh, geared yeah. toward children yeah yeah and then and then yeah it's geared towards children and then you see the five thousand dollar price tag and you're like, like what? what i'm not taking my kid on this <laughs> my kid doesn't make near enough money to be able to afford this thing and then another thing too is like they showed off some like right before it opened they showed a video of like josh tomorrow who is uh the head of like the parks division of disney and he was there and he was showing off the lightsaber training it looked so dumb and boring when he was doing it. It's like a grown man holding a toy lightsaber and then a light shines and he holds his lightsaber to the light and then he moves it to the other light. Like kind of thing. So, uh, uh, so like there's like a board like that kind of looks like a dartboard and it would shoot out like a light that was going to tell you where the laser blast was coming and then you'd hold it there and then the laser blast, the light would like flicker brightly as if like a laser shot off and then like I it see. would go away and then he'd... And it was very slow and like it just looked really goofy. But I will say it was actually really fun doing it. <laughs> but it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> I will say that. I'm sure it's hard to sell. Oh, look, we'll train you in this imaginary skill. <laughs> Don't you love to be trained? And you can also do lightsaber training in the park as well, correct? Uh, not like the Jedi training? You can... Well, so the, that is, like, near uh, Star Tours, and it's for children, like, literal children, mm -hmm. where you go and you fight, like, Darth Vader and Darth Maul at the same time. Maddie's <laughs> about to be like, no, I'm a black belt in this. I have been training every time I go. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> when I remember I went to Disney once, and, and I was just too old to do it, and I was devastated mm. i was like i wanted to do this so bad and then watching it i was like they got the fight darth vader what the fuck <laughs> i didn't get to do that <laughs> well i think you've made up for it now i have definitely made up for it now um so then another one that happened is um they released a picture of the captain of the ship and now i don't remember what race of alien she is but she's bright blue and she's got like yellow markings on her face and uh the picture that they released of her she looks it looks bad it doesn't look good like and, her makeup doesn't look good it just it looks like a costume uh -huh. and people were making fun of that and um and i if i remember correctly it was just a picture of her that was released and people were making fun of that and then uh if you booked it to like and you were one of the first people to go they sent you a video of a woman who was a purple alien i've no i don't think i've ever seen this kind of alien in star wars and she looked like a normal person but she was painted purple and she had like markings on her forehead and she would describe to you what you were about to do on the galactic star cruiser and kind of like the context for the story going into it yeah george lucas never needed a tour guide because no one was on a tour well, what about star tours <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's disney's problem fair enough they did purposefully try to make this one cheesy they wanted it to be like one of those cheesy like old vacation videos but People were like, no, this is just cheesy. They didn't get the joke. <laughs> no, they didn't get yeah. the joke. Don't be cute, Disney. You're a multi-billion dollar corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I didn't think that video was that bad, but I understand why people thought it was so cringy. But definitely the one that was the cringiest, and I remember being like, I was really excited for this hotel, and then watching this video and being like, ooh. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't remember the full context of it, but it was like the lead Imagineer who was behind making this. And she was showing some guy around the 
the ship and like as he's walking around he accidentally gets sidetracked by something and he like gets swept into like the actual star wars universe and when you are there on the ship the one of the live performances is a twilight person named gaia who is like meant to be like a, a famous pop star in the galaxy and she sings a song or, or like she does a performance during dinner one night and so the video then changes to him being the only person in this giant dining room and gaia singing directly to him and it was very weird it was like <laughs> almost like sensual like he was like all alone with this girl it was it was a weird video and when then, would they show this to you this was just one of the ads for it oh i see okay yeah interesting just to like show off what it was and then on top of that people were making fun of the way it looked because in the background you could see like exit signs and stuff like that oh well that's fire code that's always the problem that's with what i'm saying theater. i'm like the, at the end of the day we're still on earth people like they can't not have those exit signs if i if a fire started in that fucking concrete block of a bu- block of a building i would have been very thankful for those exit signs so and they weren't written in some ancient galactic language no yeah exactly <laughs> but so yeah so these ads were just really weird and they didn't help at all get the point across of what you will be doing and just confuse people and then it also fed like all the people who thought that this was already a super cringy experience making it even more cringy kind of thing um but it wasn't always like that where people were just mocking the shit out of this thing uh back in 2017 disney first announced this at d23 expo which is like their convention that they have every other year or so to just announce a bunch of new things people were super stoked when they first announced it they were like yeah this sounds like a great idea and like all the things that they like showed concept art for everybody was like oh i'm so excited for this and then also this like this was also just like a really good period for disney in terms of star wars content because the force awakens came out uh, in 2014, 2015, 2014. And most people liked that movie. Like Star Wars stuff was like, Star Wars was probably the most popular it had been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Disney was trying to like ride that hype. But does anybody else know <laughs> what came out in 2017? It <laughs> wasn't COVID. It was The Last Jedi. Oh. <laughs> I do remember seeing them in the theaters. I saw all three, but I did not remember when they came out. It is okay, but I think it's very important with the timing of this because, like, they in July is when the D23 happened, and everybody was super excited and happy about Star Wars. And then December something 2017, The Last Jedi comes out, and suddenly the fan base is divided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, after that movie released, it felt like being a Star Wars fan wasn't just about having fun anymore. People were so angry about that new movie that like they would like freak out at you for even suggesting that you liked it and honestly vice versa too like some people got so upset with you not liking it that people would also freak out about that Mm -hmm. so but i will say that the people who didn't like it were louder (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is now that i'm thinking about it like this is just like how star wars functions it does when i was in middle school the movies were re-released and Lucas touched them up, and like the original yeah. movie, mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt was a g- dude because he couldn't afford the puppet. Mm-hmm. But then it, when he retouched them, he made the dude the puppet. 
and people were a little annoyed. Yeah. I think in part because it was, you know, part of your childhood. Don't go back and mess with that. But they weren't as annoyed as when The Phantom Menace came out yeah. and ruined all that. Like, people were hyped for Star Wars after they re-released those movies in the theater. I saw all of them as a middle school kid. And then when they got to Phantom Menace, everybody was torn apart by Jar Jar and that little kid in the race. And yeah. I mean, I know that these guys now maybe have... I don't know, softer feelings about it. But at the time, that movie was loathed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it still kind of is. It's kind of the least the least loved movie <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the prequels, for sure. Yeah. But the, pre- the prequels have definitely gotten love, though. Like, they, it, it's like... In hindsight. Yes, oh, in absolutely, hindsight. Yeah. Which is what I think will end up happening with the sequel trilogy, in mm-hmm. hindsight. But... Yes, people hated this uh, the prequel trilogy, but then the sequel trilogy came out, and it was kind of like those toxic fans had a new target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much you can say about Jar Jar at the end of the day. Yes, especially when he was really only in... He was in all three of them, but he only had a major role in the first because one. Because he was drummed out, though. Yeah. I think no, they fair. intended a larger role for him, but he yeah, was so he was hated. Because he was going to be a Sith mm-hmm. Lord. Right. Because yeah, he was a <laughs> Sith Lord, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Disney, who was putting millions of dollars into a Star Wars-themed land and immersive hotel experience all set in the sequel trilogy, now had a shitstorm of rabid, furious fans who wanted nothing to do with any of the things that they were working on. Disney, however, pushed forward, and they didn't back down from still promoting the sequel trilogy, but that seemed to make the toxic side of the fan base get even angrier. Was Disney directly blamed, like Disney was the cause of this? Yes. Yes. So that's bad, because, I mean, their theme parks are their identity, right? So that's really like pulling out the Disney-ness of Star Wars and putting it right in your face Mm -hmm. therein lies a big part of the problem yes but at that point like galaxy's edge which is the theme park was getting ready to open it opened in 2019 so like they'd already started building it like the concepts were already there (laughs) like you can't change it Yeah, yeah so they put their all their eggs in this one basket, and then the basket broke, and they're like, shit, our eggs. Yeah. <laughs> like, <but laughs> it's like if Kermit and Miss Piggy had like a sex tape that got released right before they did the 3D. What? Yeah, that would have ruined that 3D oh, thing. It would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody would have gone. I do God. like that Muppet vision. I love the I love Jim Henson, but that's why I'm picking on him today. I think he should be part of this. He did, after all, participate in the original Star Wars. But he's dead now. That's true. <laughs> he's been dead for a while. Doesn't make he a difference. He can't really to me. help make the sequel trilogy. If Jar Jar is dead. dead too, but we're talking about him. He's not dead. <laughs> Actually, you know what? In the Clone Wars, uh, Jar Jar, there's a whole episode where you find out that Jar Jar Binks is dating like a queen of this civilization. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh. So you say that you're, so he's he immortal? He gets a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> he became immortal. Well, if you think planet. about it, he's a Disney princess. Oh, yeah. he's like a marrying a com- yeah. or a marrying a queen. Yeah, oh, good for Jar Jar. He's the Cinderella of the series. <laughs> deserves it after giving all the power to palpatine in the second movie (laughs) actively helping him take over but he's stupid so it's okay disney is like we can't back down from this because we've spent so much money on the sequel trilogy and there's really nothing we can do to change it now so they got they doubled down and people got even more pissed off about it and like it it became so vitriolic online like and i remember this time period too online and even now like 
sometimes I will go on dating apps like to talk to people and I can't tell you how many times that somebody's like oh so do you like the sequel trilogy and I'm like yeah it's okay and then they send me like a fucking novel about like how stupid I am. Are you in Star Wars based dating apps? No. <laughs> but I have, it's like oh in your bio or something. Yeah, like, like yeah. I have a picture of me in the Star Wars park or Jedi whatever. Mingle. <laughs> no. Jedi aren't allowed to have romantic interests. So uh, like well. that wouldn't work out very well. Well, they do they're allowed to mingle. They are allowed to mingle. <laughs> they are allowed. To, there's like nothing against them having sex. Oh. But <laughs> I'm talking about normal dating apps, Rob. Only Vader. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Darth Vader. That's the only person who's on there. You join, and he's the one who hits on you every time. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. I want to create that. That's going to be part of Space Hotel, <laughs> Space Wars. You get to date Darth Vader? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a dating app that you are automatically signed up for, and you get pinged on your phone mm-hmm. while the whole time you're there. Interesting. Wow. We're building I, this see, hotel. I didn't realize that uh, me mentioning a dating app would lead to all of this. I'm excited. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> well, just as long as they don't tell you how stupid you are for liking a movie. <laughs> like, Which you know, one? I, I all I would say is like I don't think the sequel trilogy is as bad as people think they do, and I literally get novels talking. About oh, like how I bad see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, that's why you should be on Vader. Just Vader, only Vader. <laughs> So I can get force choked and then die of a heart, b- heart, broken heart. Some women like, are into that, Savannah. Well, I mean, but yes, but then I have to have his twins and then I die. Like, I don't want that. Everyone has, that has to happen to everyone who's on the app. Oh my God. That's horrible. So yeah, so now a good chunk of the fandom that is very loud on the internet is bashing anything Disney Star Wars, which includes the theme land Galaxy's Edge. People were saying it was going to fail because they said it in the sequel trilogy and people were like, actively rooting for it to fail and like the day it opened i remember everybody online being like oh it failed it's so bad even though like a million people were there and like it, i don't understand why people thought it I, it it's so fucking stupid <laughs> like, so like it I was said, fully it could... booked for quite a while oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh it you, still is yeah you yeah. still like have to wait at least three hours to ride mm-hmm. the rise of the resistance right yeah. yeah stuff like it, it people, well worth it it, it really <laughs> <laughs> people love this theme park what's even your favorite if, part maddie I got to say the Rise of Resistance was probably my favorite ride out of any of them that they have. Millennium Falcon is a good second, but I think the best takeaway from it is being like actively immersed into that experience. Like you go up to the food stands and of course it's all, you know, themed and everything, but the cast members, they try to interact with you as well and you just you feel like you're in an extended part of the movie that a lot of kids have been dreaming of for a long time. How long did you stay? How long were you in that part of the park? So I went to Disney. I spent about six, five or six days in Disney, but we spent an entire day in like. So you can do a whole. Oh yeah, eight eight to ten hours. Yeah, it is partially because of the wait lines. I will say. Yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, I think it is well worth it. Oh yeah, in Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I'm a I'm a crazy person, but now whenever I have a Disney vacation, I have a day solely dedicated to oh, just Galaxy's Edge, absolutely. and then another day where I do Galaxy's Edge and the rest of Hollywood. <laughs> 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 but it's but 
I dedicate a day to the Muppet 3D movie. Oh, I'm sure you would. I do, I do. I'm sure you would. (laughs) I gotta go at least once. I do ride the Pirates of the Caribbean at the middle of the day to cool off, and then I go back. Well, you'd have to jump all the way over to the Magic Kingdom and then come back to Hollywood Studios. I take a walk. I take the walk. Wow, that's a long walk. Wow, you're just... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a starship trooper. (laughs) Um, another thing that's super cool about it is they did go out of their way to make it super immersive. And one of my favorite parts about Galaxy's Edge is the sounds that happen. Because, like, depending mm, on yeah. where you are, they have different sounds playing. Like, if you're in the market, you can hear, like, a, the storekeepers, like, in the top part, like, listening to the radio or something oh, like cool. that. And then uh, when you're standing in the, like, uh, First Order District where, like, all the ships fly by and stuff like that, oh, obviously yeah. you don't see them because there's not really ships flying by. But all of a sudden, like, you'll be sitting there, like, eating something and then, like, you'll hear a vroom, like, a TIE <laughs> like, fighter just flew over you and you everybody, everybody in the looks park looks up. up. <laughs> As if yeah. there's going to be yeah, one there. But it sounds like it's real. Especially, like, I, I, know. I think my favorite part was at night, too, oh. when everything is all glowy <laughs> and you still have that immersive experience. Yes, and everybody's walking around with their lightsabers. Yes. It's so cute. Oh, my Oh my gosh, yes. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> I want to be there now. I do. I, do. <laughs> I find the Universal at the end of the month, which is why we're recording this now. Uh, uh, and my cousin was like, none of us want to go to Disney. I'm sorry. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to be this close and I can't go? You can go. We just have to leave them behind. Uh, but yeah, so anyway. Yeah, so people were making fun of Galaxy's Edge, and then uh, and then the Star Cruiser screwed over by uh, COVID as well, mm-hmm. uh, and also Galaxy's Edge in a sure. way, because mm-hmm. like Galaxy's Edge opened May thirty first, twenty nineteen, so it wasn't open that long before they had to shut down because of COVID, yeah. and then the Star Cruiser's date got pushed back a whole year because uh, because of COVID, they had yep. to stop that, and then. On top of that, when people when the price tag got released, all these vitriolic fans were like, look at this shit and look at all the stupid people that want to spend that much money to go there. Oh, and at the end of 2019, the Rise of Skywalker released. So making more people even more upset because a lot of people really didn't like that movie either. And then like the people who already hated the sequel trilogy were already like, yeah, fuck this shit. And so, like, <laughs> it was kind of like Disney's Star Wars was going great, and then The Last Jedi came out, and then uh, everything that they did from there on, like, got nothing but shit online. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, with the Galactic Star Cruiser getting ready to open, they started releasing all those cringy ads, and everybody was just like, no, this this is stupid. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> The only one at the door. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Uh, So at this point, I feel like I have given you guys enough context for the culture that was around this thing when it opened. And I would like to talk about my experience on board and what it was like to be a guest on the Halcyon. And like I said before, the Halcyon is the name of the cruise ship that you stay on. So I'm going to try and give you the best play-by-play I can. And if I get lost in the sauce i need you guys to help me out a little okay so i think i'll describe what the actual building is first so you guys can get a little bit of context for that before i go into it being just a ship and actually real <laughs> okay I know, it okay, feels so, really real when you're on it but anyway so so you're giving us the, so you're not giving us the fictional perspective you're giving us the, the actual perspective okay so the meta yes look okay. yes so essentially this hotel experience is just a giant concrete square with 
a really, really skinny, long rectangle attached to it where all the hotel rooms are. A relatively phallic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like drone view. Yes. It's a yes, giant but penis. you never see any of that. You never see any of that. But it's got one testicle. Yes. <laughs> Something happened. Yes. I just had to say it because I knew you were going to end up saying it. Oh, well, I mean, I guess. (laughs) You never know when I'm going to mention a penis. (laughs) It's at least once a day. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) There it was. So I guess we're good now. (laughs) So, yes, um, that is what it looks like on the outside. So from the outside, it looks nothing special. But they, like, put a bunch of trees out there and stuff to hide it. Technically, the hotel itself is only two floors. When you get to the, like, launch pad where you go, it's, like, concrete. It looks kind of cool. Like, you go through security. You go through this, like, really long hallway. And then they put you into a pod, like a space pod, that is supposed to, like, jump you up to hyperspace to the ship. And now that is an elevator taking you to the second floor of the ship. And it enters you into the lobby of the ship. And so you're in this big rectangular lobby and there's benches, there's like decorations and things and like giant holograms that are like um, having ship messages and stuff. And then there's also windows where you can see outside and see ships flying by and stuff. And then if you look to your left, as soon as you get off of your pod, you see the bridge of the ship. So it's like this big glass window with two doors and then like all these like consoles and things and then of course like a big wide open like windshield like the front of a ship you look to your right and you can see the gift shop (laughs) the bar and then above you there are these like balcony stage areas where it's just a balcony but that is where a lot of the actors perform so everybody can see everybody really easily they're like at least 10 feet above you um, then there's elevators and then there's a staircase going down and a staircase going up. And so the staircase going up is for people who have a room on the third floor, but that's like a very small amount of people. You, I never went up onto the third floor because you only go up there if you have a room. And then you go down and then there's like a platform here where the second room, like the middle row of rooms is there. And then you go down one more and then that is where everything else on the ship is so downstairs if you turn to the right you go down a little hallway and that's where the jedi training room is and then there is a climate simulator which is basically a room that is actually outside (laughs) but they're saying that it's like it's simulating the climate of batu so like if you need to get fresh air and be outside you have a way to do that i might need that yeah and it's (laughs) nice they have like pretty plants and stuff in there and like a rock garden and things and um plant the plants are supposed to be from like different planets and you can like scan it and learn what planet it's from and stuff oh so your phone is involved oh yes your phone is 100 percent completely necessary for this experience Mm, interesting yes which i think is another thing that it confused a lot of people. There's another hallway that goes and that takes you down to like the I, another launch pod place, but those that takes you to your excursion. So that because in real life, so you were on a second story when you're in the lobby, and then when you go down, you're on the ground level and you're at a level good enough for you to get into a car, and then it takes you to Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's the giant dining room, which is where you eat all of your food. And then they had a engine room, a brig, 
and a cargo storage area. Huh. And you can find your way into those. I found my way into... I didn't find my way into the brig. Which oh, is that would have been my number one goal. Yeah. I oh. walked into it, but oh. like it was unlocked when I first got there because nobody was locked up in the brig. But, but people did get locked up in the... I think te- so. Yeah. I don't know if... I don't know. That's the thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now I'm getting ahead of myself. So, yeah. So, that's the basic layout. Oh, and then you can... Or, like, right next to where the um, engine room is is another floor of rooms. So, there's three okay. floors of rooms. There's 100 rooms in the hotel. Whoa. Yeah, only 100. Okay. So, but 200 audience members then, roughly. Well, they intend for you to have about four people in a room. Oh, so you can get up to 400 audience mm-hmm. members. Yes. In the performance. Yes. That's a substantial number of people yeah. to entertain. Exactly. Which is why there were so many actors on this thing. Yeah. So, that is the basic layout of the ship. Like the dining room, cargo, and brig, and engine room are all right next to one another. And then the dining room takes up most of the space on the bottom floor. That is the context, the, the whole area of the ship. Um, and I will be referring to it as the ship from here on out. <laughs> now, not the experience anymore. Throughout me recounting my story of my trip on the Halcyon, I wanted to throw in some testimonials i guess would be the right word of other people who got to experience the halcyon i'm in a bunch of groups on facebook and places where the community is just so friendly and supportive and we all just came together and just love this experience and i want to get as many positive things about this experience out there is it perfect no but I think it's really important to show like how deeply touched people were and are by this experience. So shout out to um, Dano, the Dano channel on YouTube for uh, hosting or being the admin of all these groups and for letting me uh, put a post in there. And I unfortunately won't be able to share every comment that was shared with me. But um, I did pick out some of my favorites, and I am very happy to share all of these wonderful stories that just make the Halcyon, the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Star Wars Hotel, one of the most special experiences there was. We got there around 11.30, and you're not allowed to get onto the ship until 1 o'clock. The, like... I think it's um, to so they can fix everything and stuff because it's like the the guests before you leave at like ten o'clock that morning and then they clean it all up and then at one o'clock the new guests come in. Mm, and that's then pretty it, efficient. Yeah, refer it goes every two days like that. Mm-hmm. The second you get there, they start like waiting on you hand and foot. Like they bring us our magic bands which is like a disney thing that you have to wear when you don't have to wear what you wear when you go to the parks and it kind of like keeps track of all of your data for you um (laughs) yes sure for you it's doing it for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know but also they look cute (laughs) yeah yeah. of course they do basically you can like scan it on anything and like all of your reservations are on there and stuff like that and you can pay for things with it and stuff um but you need it for this experience because a lot of the things that you need to do like are attached to this magic band 
I think they call it a data band or something like that for the hotel, but I don't remember. But it looks the same. Yeah. Well, yeah, except it has a nicer design on it and it doesn't have a Mickey Mouse symbol on it. It has yeah, the symbol of the ship. The world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't have a Mickey Mouse symbol on it. It would be it. cool if they were like, oh, yes, that is the intergalactic mouse symbol. <laughs> <laughs> he owns this Hirsch Cruiser <laughs> yes, line. Yeah. We are owned by a large anthropomorphic mouse. So you go through security and it's just like an airport terminal. And then we were stuck in this really long concrete hallway for a little bit. And they, like, split you up into groups, however many people can fit in these pods. I think we were in there with, like, six other people. It's, oh. like, a pr- it's relatively long. And Get it- down to small audiences now. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them, if you're yeah. down to six and yeah. Well, that's why people recommend people. you getting there early because, like, you could be waiting in line for a really long time to get onto the ship mm-hmm. um, because they can only fit, like, 10 people max in those elevators that look like spaceships and this is essential to how they organize you to begin the performance not really the performances don't necessarily start until four o'clock that day so it's just to get people onto the ship and to start getting them immersed into the world of this so it was a bit of a design flaw what do you mean well that it would create a log jam yeah that's mm-hmm. true yeah 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 uh there's two of them there's two elevators but well, still though if you <laughs> got to get there early yeah yeah and you're not even like watching anybody perform while waiting you're just waiting no. in a line yeah, yeah. Yes. that's the disney way though i mean not yes. the not watching but the like screw you you have to wait is yes. like disney's like that's underneath I, the name walt yeah. disney world screw you wait <laughs> and that, honestly, that's probably why it didn't even phase me. I was like, yeah, I'm going to here. wait in line to yeah. get <laughs> into this hotel. I mean, ironically, you go to like motor vehicle and you're furious if you have to wait in line. Oh, look at how long this line is. But you get to Disney World and you're like, oh, this is a great well, concrete hallway that arranged for me. I made some friends in line and stuff. It was nice. Everybody was dressed up. Oh, I dressed up. I was dressed up the entire time and had multiple different outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Was there consistency to your character? Yeah. All right. I'd say so. I'm not judging. I'm just asking. It sounded kind of judgy. (laughs) (laughs) All of my life, I've had a huge imagination. When I was a kid, I would pretend to be a Transformer, Rainbow Bright, Indiana Jones, and yes, a character in Star Wars. Even as a teen and an adult, anytime I held a stick or a sword, I made lightsaber sounds when I swung it. I dreamed and daydreamed about being a character that got to carry out missions, who trained with lightsabers, who helped the rebels. Going on the Star Cruiser gave me the chance to bring my imagined world to life and allowed me to live it for a short time. When I left, I held it together hearing the exit theme. I lost it when I was driving away, realizing I'd never experience this on the same level again. I'll never forget the experience, the people, or the feelings. Ariel H. So we get onto the ship and right away it looks amazing and it feels very Star Wars-y, but the smell in the lobby, I cannot describe it, but it is the best smell I've ever smelled and I'm actually so upset that I will never get to smell this smell again. <laughs> really? <laughs> How I, would you describe it? It's It was so clean and... <laughs> it's clean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't was but it was so good <laughs> well it must have been produced through some combination of chemicals yeah 
So or like theoretically, through the vents or something. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't just like a normal cleaner. It wasn't like they just threw cleaner out. It was like it was a definitely a very specific smell that they made for it. If anyone in the corporation is listening, they'll be pitching the idea of selling scent bottles. Scent bottles. Yeah. Or they like just are Glade plugins. <laughs> Give me a candle of the smell, and it's if it smells exactly like it, I will buy a million of them. Yankee Candle Halcyon Edition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you, when you walk out, you see everything, you smell it. And then there is a line of cast members there, and uh, one of them goes, oh, uh, like I'm looking for Savannah Barrett, and I was like, "Hello," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yes, yeah, Savannah and the Love Party," because my grandmother's last name is Love. Uh, she's like, "Let me take you to your room," and so she like w- escorts us to our room. And so uh, their characters then are ship employees. Yes. Okay. Yes, and she's like, "What are you most excited about?" Like going on the halcyon with for and i was like oh i've never been and stuff and she's like oh you need to do this and you need to do that my favorite place is to go to the climate simulator and stuff like already kind of like feeding this and she's like oh and the famous pop star guy is gonna be on this cruise can you believe it and i was like i don't know i don't know her the earth, <laughs> and the she's earth like, oh. goddess herself <laughs> earth the earth itself is going to sing to us the uh, world spirit and she's like, well, oh, well, you have to see Gaia's show then if you don't know any Gaia music. And I was like, I will I will do that. And yeah, so we go into our room and like we explore the room a little bit. The rooms are kind of small. Not that much smaller than a normal hotel room, but still. Like it, it only fits one twi- queen size bed in it instead of two. How am I going to bring my kids? I There's mean, bunk beds. Oh. oh. So you when you walk in, like, you know, most normal hotels, it has, like, a skinny hallway and, like, the bathroom's up towards the front. And then it opens up into a big square. And then the wall is, like, it looks all, like, Star Wars-y, futuristic. And then it has a window that looks out into outer space. Mm-hmm. And so you can see, like, ships going by. And it's it's actually really cool, too, because depending on where you are in the galaxy, your view outside the window changes. So because we're outside of, like, the port, there's all these other cruise ships that you can see outside your window and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so then you have one queen-size bed. And then on the wall, there's two bunk beds. So you have to climb up into get into one and then there are other bunk beds down below and then if you have a fifth person there's a secret bed that you can pull out from the wall (laughs) (laughs) so you get up to three children yeah yeah number four no star wars hotel for you or you better get a room for junior yeah i was about or you get the captain suite that can fit like eight people oh wow Mm -hmm. and and the captain apparently you were thinking of stopping at three children but now i encourage you to carry on to five (laughs) me i'm talking to our strange ride (laughs) listener and then like when you're inside the room there was like um a control panel looking thing in there and a button on it was glowing red and i'm like what is this so i press it and a droid pops up and is like starts talking to me and she's like what are you like help me savannah you're my only hope no she was cool i don't remember her name (laughs) but uh she was super cool she was like yeah i'm like your personal assistant and like and i'll be help driving the ship and stuff and i was like oh that's cool and like i would respond to it and it would respond to me like, like correctly yeah. like it wasn't like the same words programmed no, into- it wow. wasn't. it okay. was really cool and yeah because she was like well do you need any help figuring out what you want to do and i was like yeah tell me your favorite thing and she told me about like the sublight lounge which is the bar and stuff like that and and like talked and she was like do you know any
anything about the planet Batu you'll be going to tomorrow? And I was like, I do. And she's like, oh, that's great. And like, it was like, <laughs> it was kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess I also should have said, so the, the story going into this ride, it, not ride, experience, hotel, mm-hmm. ship, is that uh, it is the Halcyon's 275th anniversary. And so for its anniversary, they are taking retaking their maiden voyage and going the same route as that and then stopping off at Batu for an excursion. And that's like kind of the general idea. And it's like a luxury cruise liner from Chandrilla, which is like a super fancy planet in Star Wars and stuff. It all takes place in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. And it is canon. So apparently the events that happened on the ship actually happened within the Star Wars story. So that means that I am a canon Star Wars character. (laughs) (laughs) You and 399 other people. Hey, that's okay. There's a lot of extras in the Star Wars movies. So it's true. (laughs) I'm just not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) A once in a lifetime experience that could have been used to revolutionize the entertainment industry on a massive scale. Not an exaggeration. I work in the industry. Re L. I watched like a YouTuber be- give tips, like without spoiling the story, like what you should do. And he was like, Yeah, when you're exploring the ship, you should put your magic band like on anything that has like a Halcyon symbol on it. And I was like, Okay. So we're, me and my grandmother are exploring. <laughs> Um, and I'm touch- I'm touching like literally everything that I see with this like magic band and stuff. And like, we- there isn't much to explore at first. There's no actors about or anything like, and then we were hungry. So we went and got lunch at the buffet. And then as we're sitting there eating lunch, I get a notification on my phone that Wraith Cole has messaged you. And I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have you have an itinerary uh, on your data pad and it's like a special app that you have for this hotel cruise Ship. whatever it is yeah it's like calling it all the different names and um on that you can get messages and so i got a message from like one of the characters and he says oh i see you're uh touching things that you're not supposed to be touching and i was like hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what youtube said <laughs> And he was like, no, I, I think you and I could like work together. Like, cause like I need something from the engine room, but I can't get into the engine room, but I can show you how to do it. And I was like, okay, bet. Toucher of things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so Wraith Cole is actually meant to be like the smuggler Han Solo character. So he's like sort of a criminal, uh, sort of a, but I with see. a heart of gold kind right, of thing. Yeah. Everybody likes that guy. Yeah. And everybody loved that guy. Tell, I'm like, grandma, I'll be right back. <laughs> She's like <laughs> sipping this like blue Chardonnay. <laughs> so grandma's in heaven. Oh, grandma was so <laughs> She's happy. She's doing just fine. Grandma loved Go it. ahead. Have a good time. That's exactly what she said. So like he tells me to go over to this like console thing. So I touch it and he like is like, you need to hack it. And like, he, like, and so I like hack this. This is the actor now? No. We still haven't I'm seen I'm still the on the phone. Oh, you're on the um, phone But I'm not him. talking to them. It's like a text message thing. Oh, okay. And he's like, great. I saw that you just like I click on I put my bracelet magic band data pad thing on it. And he messages me and is like, I see that you just got there like like that. 
Mm. which mm. is like yeah there's a lot of like technological stuff that goes into this thing and he's like now you need to hack this you do it by this and I was like okay and then like I do like a little puzzle and I hack it and he's like great now you have access to the engine room but when you go in there be sure to tell whoever is in there that the captain sent you because like they don't want you in there and I was like <laughs> okay so I went a month after it opened so there were a lot of bugs that happened so i was able to get into the first part of the engine room but i was not able to get into the second part of the engine room but i think that was because the door was broken (laughs) 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 so how i ended up getting into the engine room was i saw people standing in the brig and i was like what are you doing and they weren't actors they were just normal guests and then i saw them get down on their knees and crawl through a hole and i was like (gasps) what is happening (laughs) so i go over there and i crawl through the hole and now i'm in the engine room (laughs) and i was like oh cool and then there's like one cast member lady and she's running around like she's in the like the crew suit and she's running around she's like freaking out and there's like smoke and sparks going off and all these people are running around like moving stuff and I'm like what is happening and she comes up to me and she's like what are you doing here who are you and I'm like oh the captain sent me and she's like great you need to fix this thing and I like start like (laughs) moving buttons and pressing buttons and like if you pull this like lever smoke will come out and stuff and then she's like yeah see all those things and like it's like a picture of the ship with all these lights and they're turning like green and red and she's like we need all of them to be green so we can take off and I was like whoa this is a lot of work (laughs) because there was a lot of them that were red and I played in there for like a little bit and like explored it it was really cool and then I ended up leaving and going back to my grandmother (laughs) had you resolved the problem or you're just like all right I think you guys have got this a lot of people and I also was I think I went in there and I got whatever Wraith wanted me to get he wanted Uh. me to get something I think there was like a console in there that I had to scan and then he would be able to have access to that console or something Mm -hmm. so like I just gave some random guy who just texted me access to the ship's engine Um, as one does normal (laughs) Tuesday I don't know why, but I just did it because he texted me. Well, it me. didn't seem like the people in charge were doing very well, so it couldn't go worse. I guess that's fair, you yeah. know? It, I guess so. If you just text me random things, I, I just might do it. So do you think, I don't want to peer back, pull back the curtain too much, but it's a, is it AI that you're interacting? No. I think it's set, oh, so with the text messages things, right. um, they're, so they would say something to you, and then you'd have three or four choices of things that you could respond with oh so it's like a video it's game like a vid- it's a video game in real life yeah. it, and, it, and i was actually just about to say that and that's why i did that like because like in a video game anybody gives me a quest i'm gonna go do that quest for the most part so boy yeah you play the hell out of these games <laughs> well also it's in real life how often do you get to play a video game in real life i'm gonna do every goddamn yeah, quest yeah, that somebody yeah, yeah. gives I me see in that, yeah. <laughs> I was at the data terminal near the stairs and brig trying to figure out a code when a crew member approached me and asked how I had gotten access to engineering. I smiled and said, Bob told me, and walked away. A few hours later, we're exploring, and I hear the crew say, Bob's giving out the code again. There is no Bob. I made Bob up. So great to see how the crew runs with what we give them. Stephanie F., so I go back and uh, me and my grandma go to the bar <laughs> where she gets another drink. And <laughs> I'm sorry, grandma. Have if a you're good listening time, to this. grandma. It was good. It was a good time. She got the outer rim martini, which was really pretty pink and had like glitter in it. And she, it was really cool looking. And she loved those. She got that and then didn't drink anything else <laughs> for the rest of the vacation. She's living on the outer rim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the bar is really cool like it's got like it's all futuristic and stuff and then um in star wars there is a poker game called sabak and they have like a hollow sabak table mm. so instead of playing with actual cards you would sit down and you would it, if you sat in the right place correctly you would actually see the cards like in a holographic form in front of you oh. and uh so i saw somebody got up and i they only have one of those tables and it can only fit four people. So mm-hmm. somebody got up and I was like, okay, I'm going. And I sit down and I'm like, I have no idea how to play this game. And they're trying to help me, but they're also trying to win. So they're not like helping me that much. The other guest at the table. Who knew how to play? Yes. yes. How did they know? It's an actual game that you can play in real life now oh, because yeah, of Star Wars. Oh, uh, so then this part happens and I, a woman who is a Rodian, which is what Greedo is. You remember mm, Greedo, the like yeah. green reptile oh, with the, like skinny yeah, yeah. mouth and like little Shrek ears? Yeah. Uh, she's like dressed up all fancy and she comes in and she comes over to me and she starts talking to me. However, Rodians speak in Hatties. So she's speaking in gibberish to me and I'm like, what are you trying to say to me? And she's like pointing at things and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to play this game. And then she starts pressing buttons and then I win like four rounds in a row. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, Thanks for the help. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was kind of cool. The alien taught me how to play Sabak. I still don't know how to play Sabak. But um, but I won a bunch, And but it doesn't matter. You don't win anything. But it was fun. It was really cool. And then finally at 4 o'clock is when all of, like, everybody should be on board at that point. The ship muster happens and this is where you are introduced to all of the characters that you are going to meet on this journey so at first the cruise director like Amok comes out and she like is like thank you for joining us on the anniversary trip of the halcyon and then like here's the captain and it's captain keevan comes out and it's the blue lady that i was talking about earlier and she gives a little speech and that was her makeup she looked fine to me. So it's just the video made her look the, the, uh, not well done. Yeah. yeah. It's it's always going to be different in person, too. And, like, it was kind of like a close-up picture of her. But, like, in person, she looked fine. Like, yeah, I could tell it was makeup. But it wasn't like, you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the mechanic Sammy runs out and is like, oh, something's wrong in the engine room. And they're like, shut up, Sammy. And they, like, send him away. And, uh, and then you meet a droid. There's like an actual R2-D2 style droid rolling around. And he's like life-sized. And his name is SK-260. And he was awesome. He was super cool. And he's like chilling up there. And like they're like, okay, we're about to take off. When uh, all of a sudden, uh-oh, scary music starts playing. <laughs> and uh, a lieutenant of the First Order, so dressed like completely in black with like the Empire-looking hat, uh, walks in with two stormtroopers behind him and then oh. everyone in the crowd like 10 feet below them starts booing and he looks around like what the hell like why is this <laughs> booing me and he's like I suspect that there's resistance activity on this ship and so I'm going to be I'm going to be investigating and like Lenka mocks all like pissy and she's like no like this sucks I don't want the first order here and the captain's like no it's okay we welcome all guests there's no resistance activity on this ship after they do the, all that and then we like launch and we take off or whatever uh, all of the characters come down into the audience and like introduce themselves to people individually and stuff and so i really really wanted to do the resistance storyline because i like the resist i like being a rebel person in this <laughs> as you can tell from her attendance at disney's star wars hotel yeah <laughs> we 
you could choose to be a bad guy. Uh, Savannah oh. bucks the system. She's anti-corporate America. As I'm paying $5,000 <laughs> to this place. Down I'm with not, the empire. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm not here to be called a hypocrite. <laughs> well, then I don't know why you invited me. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> you know what, Rob? We can, you know what, Rob? We can do this. We can do you. this out. <laughs> so I uh, go up to like a mock who obviously did not like the presence of the First Order, and I have a ring, uh, a Star Wars ring, where basically, like, if you turn like a little thing, it shows like a hidden Rebel symbol. So like, I go up to her and I introduce myself to her, and she's like, "What planet are you from?" And I'm like. Coruscant <laughs> like my, the first planet I thought of I was like maybe I should have come up with a backstory but it was fine she's like oh yeah okay and I'm like oh so I noticed like you didn't really seem to like the presence of the first order here and she's like oh yeah it's not because they're the first order it's just because like I just don't like uninvited guests coming on the ship it ruins my plans for everything and I'm like no no it's okay and I like turn my hand to her and I like turn the <laughs> ring and like show her the symbol and I was like I don't really care for the first order either and then she like gives me this like smile and this nod and she's like I'm gonna need your help later like we need to take care of this problem and I'm oh like my God. that's Ooh. so cool <laughs> right <laughs> Right? But uh, you didn't know to do this. You hadn't seen this anywhere. No. I, and you didn't have the ring. I mean, like, not everybody. No. You, it's your personal property that you brought yeah. Yeah. all on your own initiative. Yeah. Wow. It's from which uh, movie? The Last it? Jedi. Yeah, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a theater person. I like playing D&D. I like role playing. And I knew, and from things that I have watched and read about this, they were saying that if you interact with the actors, they will play ball. So I was like, I want to do, I'm playing ball. So with the 400 people, there's a large contingent of them that don't have the skill set that you have that are more inept at this and that won't get as much out of it. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, But I will say the actors do go out of their way to include people. Yeah. However, if you go out of your way to be included, you will be included a lot more. Yeah. Uh, mm. So you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. It's like gym class with the football guys. They get to do all the good stuff. Yeah. I was the cool football guy at oh, the Star Wars. I like, that. <laughs> I like this more and more. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, like, she's like, okay, well, I need to, like, I'm going to go talk to other people so, like, we don't draw suspicion. But, like, I will see you later. And I was like, okay. And she goes to walk away. And then she turns back around and comes over and she whispers, ignite the spark. Which is a call and response in Star Wars where, like, if you're part of the rebellion, somebody says, ignite the spark to you. And you say, light the fire. And I knew that. So I go, light the fire. And she, like, we wink at each other. <laughs> and then we separate. And then I introduced myself to the captain. But I didn't know where her allegiances lied. So I didn't say anything about being a rebel there. But I, I was told that you should introduce yourself to the characters so that they know your name so that they will try and include you in things so i was just like let me just talk to the how many characters are there again oh shit sorry um so there's 400 guests there is the captain there is Lenka mock there is sammy the mechanic there is wraith cole who is the smuggler guy then there's gaia there's sandro who is like a mega fan of Gaia. There's like so many different storylines going on too when you're like on this hotel. And then, oh, Lieutenant Croy in the First Order. So there's seven characters, seven actors. Yes. For 400 guests. Oh, and then there's the Saja, who are the Jedi trainers. And there's like a bunch of them. Oh, okay. Yes. There's a lot of those people. Okay. But to get to, with the real, like the core characters, there's seven of them. Yes. 
Wow. So you got to you kind of have to really have a skill to be able to get in with them. It's 400 people. I mean, maybe it's 350, but still it's 35 people per character. Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> but they're everybody has different schedules and different itineraries. So they do a good job with crowd control to put you in places so you're always doing something. But even when you don't have anything on your itinerary, that's when you get a chance to really interact with the actors like in a a situation that you didn't know what was going to happen. So they scale it back so that the seven actors are sufficient. Maybe get it down to 100 people or 50 people. I think so. I think one of my biggest gripes would be that I think the audiences or like there should be less guests or more storylines <laughs> because there were certain points by the end of the day, the second day where like there were a lot of people with one actor and the one actor was like, okay, like um, I only need a couple of you to do this thing. <laughs> and I think part of the problem is because that wasn't a problem on the first day. I think by the second day, everybody knew what was happening and they were like, I want to play everything. But you had already gone well ahead of everybody else. And, um, there's so much to do on that second day that like yeah like i i don't know i don't know maybe i was that's it's hard for me to say i don't know actually because i did go into this with prior knowledge and things and also i know way too much about star wars (laughs) so (laughs) so your grandmother like what planet are you from she's like earth (laughs) (laughs) and it was so funny i don't know why but light the the fire Damn straight. (laughs) Damn straight. Yeah, that's something my grandmother would say. (laughs) Gee golly, yep. (laughs) What would your grandma say? I don't even know. I think she'd just go, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the captain, like, then, like, from there on out, like, Anytime she passed by my grandmother, the actress, she would go, oh, hi, Mary Ellen. <laughs> like, anytime she walked by her, it was so cute. Your grandma was like, light the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, my grandma's sitting there, like, in the lobby, basically the entire trip, sipping on the sublight, I mean, the outer rim martinis, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Little sparks of magic are what made the experience for me. I still wanted to experience more and think I may have had slightly overinflated expectations, but when I think about the few moments I did get to interact with Lieutenant Croy, it literally felt like a spark of magic in those few seconds. Like I was actually in Star Wars. That I was actually helping and contributing to a larger story. He managed to create those moments just by his charisma and acting ability. That's what made the experience unique and special for me. Those handful of moments where it all felt real. Rachel C. So then I see Wraith Cole in the corner and I'm like, okay, he didn't get an introduction at the thing, but I know him and he gave me like a code to say to him. So I like walk up to him and I say the code and he's like, okay, this is what's happening. And he tells me that he's a smuggler and that he's like Gaia's manager and he wants to help her with something, but he doesn't trust us enough yet to tell us what it is. And it was, I'm going to embarrass myself a little bit here for your entertainment. Um, I actively avoided doing Wraith Cole missions because I thought the man who played him was so handsome that I was afraid to talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, he was so handsome. And I got, like, because I went and talked to him that first time and then, like, some other dude came up and was, like, trying to say the passcode and he couldn't. And then he was like, hold on. And he, like, pulled out his phone and the dude, like, put his, like, uh, arm on my shoulder and was like this guy's got to look up a script right and I was like yeah fuck that guy <laughs> 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 well, that 
saying that. I didn't curse when I was in Star Wars. But no. uh, I was like... George Lucas would have kicked your ass out of there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so after that, I was like, I don't... I can't talk to this guy anymore. He's too handsome. <laughs> That's another design flaw. <laughs> And yeah, so then we're like roaming around doing stuff, like kind of just looking at everything. And then I was looking for like a mock because I was like, I want to start doing like rebel missions, but I couldn't find her anywhere. And but then I'm chilling in the lobby with my grandma, who's like, I want another drink. (laughs) 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 So uh, and like they'll wait on you hand and foot. Like if you sit in the lobby, somebody will come up to you and be like, you want a drink? And my grandmother was like, yep, get me that outer rim martini. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw the Lieutenant Croy, the first order guy standing there by himself and so I was like you know what I'll go talk to him and so I go up to him and I'm like you know uh Lieutenant Croy I think it's very noble what you're doing here and he's like thank you I like I normally people don't boo me when I walk into a room that was very weird (laughs) (laughs) and he starts down and I'm like oh I know that's crazy and like I'm like schmoozing him because I'm like I could try and be like a double agent he starts telling me his whole backstory which was so cool he's like yeah I've been tracking this ship for a long time and it seems like everywhere it goes resistance activity spikes and guess what I was like what He's like, my uh, my superiors didn't believe me. And I'm like, oh, that is just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I know, but I I kept bugging them. And they said, finally, I could investigate it. But do you know what they did? And I'm like, what? And he's like, they only sent me with two stormtroopers. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) That is kind of hilarious that he has two stormtroopers. Like, it's financially a good idea to not have five of them. But it's pretty funny. It is so I fell in love with this guy. He was such a good actor he was so funny and he was always the butt of the joke and like i him and i formed a friendship and <laughs> he I, was, even though you were a rebel yeah. <laughs> meanwhile he's like you're not a part of the resistance are you meanwhile like underneath my jacket i have a shirt that has like the rebellion symbol and i'm wearing the <laughs> ring that has like a rebel symbol on it um but it was hidden <laughs> and he's like well because i only have two stormtroopers i need help looking for resistance activity like will you help me and i was like absolutely and so he takes <laughs> me over to this console and he like presses a few buttons and then gives me like the highest security clearance with the first order and i'm like (laughs) just like that (laughs) wow just to a random person oh man i was i guess i was just that charismatic (laughs) (laughs) oh and that is like he was in the middle of talking to me and then all of a sudden like a noise plays this is when uh gaia gets introduced so Mm. the apparently so as I was there in the lobby, you can see from the windows and I could see on the bridge that like Wraith Cole was in there with like a big group of people doing, oh, I guess I should say that like two of the things that you get to do when you go there is you have a scheduled time for lightsaber training and you have a scheduled time for bridge training. So you're like, you get to fly the ship at one point. So Wraith Cole was like, I guess, helping people fly the ship, but he flew them to go pick up Gaia. So like, there's like other story elements happening. Hmm. So like, I had no idea that was happening, but I could see we were jumping in the hyperspace from the windows and stuff. And then all son Gaia arrives and Croy is like smitten he's like I'll be right back and then goes and talks to her and (laughs) (laughs) he did talk to me again later but like he walked away and I was like oh goodbye (laughs) (laughs) but it was like a story beat moment he was meant to be in the lobby and he was like I'll talk I mean as an actor thinking about it he was like I should talk if anybody talks to me I talk to them until Gaia shows up and then I go and talk to Gaia and move the story forward kind of thing Mm. Um, so Gaia's like yeah I'll be performing at dinner tonight and she's whatever blah 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 truly one of the greatest experiences of my life 
I'm 78 years old and spent my life teaching theater at a university level. This was the most immersive theater activity I have ever seen. The cast was amazing. They, along with the missions, the text messages, and the video droid, all made us truly live this cruise for two days. I believe there were techniques used here that could permanently influence the way theater is presented. This was a once-in-a-lifetime event. Anna Marie N. Fast forward to lightsaber training. So lightsaber training looked really bad in videos. It's amazing in real life. (laughs) So you meet your Saja. I had Saja Maya. She was wonderful. I loved her. What you do is you're in a room with maybe 20 people, maybe 20 people, and you go into, you split into a couple of lines and you stand in front of like it looks kind of like a dartboard like I was describing earlier and it has like a laser light that will shoot out so she hands you this lightsaber and then the person behind you gets a shield like a plasma shield so in case you miss a laser bolt you can deflect the laser with the shield so you hold the lightsaber and she's like okay turn it on and it is a toy lightsaber like it's plastic and well not the hilt but the like the blade is plastic and stuff she has you turn that thing on and you feel it like you feel it vibrate and like you hear the sound like it felt like a real lightsaber in your hand it was so cool and then when you would you would put your you would guide your lightsaber to like where the light was so it would tell you where the laser is going to hit and when a laser would shoot if you were in the right spot you would feel the laser hit and deflect off of your lightsaber. Oh. Mm. So this is like Neo Saber quality lightsabers. Ooh. Yes. And like, I don't know Ooh. how they did it and how cool. like through all the Bluetooth, like it was able to tell that I was able like deflecting these lasers That's and stuff. Really cool. wow. It was amazing. And the same thing for the shield, because like when I was holding the shield, I was like, there's no way this thing will do it. But if somebody missed it and I was in the right spot, I would feel it deflect off of the shield and the shield would make like a special noise. And I'm like, this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. So I was already having a great time. And basically, so like the first two people would get to do something and then like you'd after a couple turns or you'd like trade with people and just keep going in a line Mm -hmm. then she like and she turns up the difficulty and stuff and then like we do the highest difficulty that actually got pretty fast but it wasn't like too challenging and then she's like yeah like you guys did everything like I guess like you guys are just really good at this and then she's like I have nothing else to teach you and then all of a sudden fucking Yoda's voice starts talking here (laughs) it's like the whole room changes color the wall like changes in front of you and it like becomes black and sparkly and then there's like a green light that happens and it's like yoda's like no you need to use the force you don't need those like things to show you where the light or like where the blast is coming from you have to use the force to figure it out and sajamaya is like that's a great idea (laughs) (laughs) thanks yoda thanks Thanks, disembodied yoda (laughs) voice Yeah, it was cheesy, but it was also really cool, and I wasn't expecting it, so I was like, what the fuck's happening? (laughs) Uh, Okay, but then this next part is like, I just can't believe that this happened. It was amazing. Um, So she goes, yeah, we're going to do that, and she, like, runs over to the thing, and she, like, flips a switch, and, like, the lasers go off, and she's like, all right, everybody give me your lightsabers, and so I go to hand her mine because I think I was, like, up at the front, and she's like, except for you, Savannah. I'm (gasps) like, what and she's like everybody gather around savannah so like everybody gathers behind me and she's like you are going to be the one to do this and i was like oh my oh, god whoa. and she's like and i'm like what am i gonna how how am i gonna use the force to do this <laughs> how many people are there like 20 people so you're the best of 20 maybe it's because you had the ring maybe she maybe. already liked you 
enough because of that and she was like i don't know well i'd never talked to her before that this person i'm gonna least. guess you were probably the best at it probably yeah. and also probably looked the most invested in it i'm uh, sure she was probably oh, looking yeah, for the person who yeah, got the most yeah. excited about it and i was, was all the tears you were crying <laughs> as you crying. were doing it i wasn't crying yet <laughs> <laughs> you dropped to your knees when yoda started talking no no i'm a nerd but come on now rob anyway uh <laughs> so she's like so yeah so and like and she had us turn our lightsaber off and she taught us to like stand and she's like ready position so like i ready position and she's like turn on your lightsaber and i turn it on and i felt like the baddest bitch in the entire world <laughs> <laughs> and like all these people are watching me do this and um i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna do this and then i'm looking at the dartboard or I mean, um, at the thing and she's like okay it's starting and how they do it is that you see sparkles appear where you should put your lightsaber. lightsaber. Mm. Ah. And so I saw the sparkles and so I did it and then like, and it went really fast, but, and I didn't miss a single fucking bowl. And I was like, and everybody was cheering for me and the dude next to me like gave me a high five. And, like, <laughs> and then Sandra Maya was like, Savannah, did you know that you were force sensitive? And I was like, I'd always hoped. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun and then everybody got a turn to do it with the force uh, but i was special that's interesting mm-hmm. so nobody got left out i just got to be special the first one special yeah. Treatment, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it was like uh, that was crazy <laughs> like, it was so it much sounds fun. pretty intense it was so much fun yeah. <laughs> wait till i tell you about what happened to me the next day <laughs> oh, we're still on day one we're still on day one <laughs> At some point while chasing down the next mission or task, likely while recruiting for the heist, Stephanie F., my girlfriend, stopped me and said, you realize we've only been aboard like 12 hours. It completely blew my mind. Between all the activity, the interactions, the missions, I could have sworn we had already been there a week. Ken H. After that was dinner. And uh, dinner, Gaia was performing. So, like, so the there's like a big center of the dining room where like tables are flat i mean um like floor level and then it goes up a like a smidge what would that like a platform and then there's like along the wall a bunch of booths and stuff like that so me and my grandma were in the front booth on up on the platform and we had a really good view and i remember being like i don't know if i really want to i mean i was gonna do it anyway because but i was like oh this is probably going to be the cheesiest part that lady was such a good singer and she's singing in a fucking gibberish language like (laughs) it was amazing and she's like dancing and shit and she's like like getting us to do call and responses it was really cool it was fun and there were story elements that were happening then too and and then all of the food they make it look very weird in star warsy yeah um they and then they like the steak is like bantha meat or whatever and stuff like that like it was cute and it was delicious i'm a picky eater that food was delicious and i ate most of it (laughs) (laughs) so then like guy is like okay everybody i need everybody to stand up so like i stand up of course i'm gonna do what the actors tell me to do because it sucks when you're paying to be (laughs) exactly and it sucks when you're doing an immersive thing and the the audience doesn't want to do it with you yeah the party poopers Yes. So I get up and then Saja Maya comes up right next to me and she's like, Savannah, something's going on. I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, look over there. And I see the mechanic, Sammy, with Chewbacca. Who I'm like, how, oh my. I'm like, how did Chewbacca get on the show? <laughs> how did Chewbacca get here? Chewy. Where is disembodied Yoda? <laughs> and like, he's like,
like she Gaia had everybody stand up because Lieutenant Croy came into the restaurant, which was also kind of cute because every time Lieutenant Croy and I saw each other from then on when I became friends with him, we'd stop and we'd see each other, we'd smile and wave, and then he'd go back to like being all serious and mean looking. So when he came in, he came into the door right next to me and I saw him and I was like, Hi, and he was like, Hi, and then he was like, Oh no, I'm evil. <laughs> so he's like watching Gaia because he's in love with her or whatever. Chewie's like sneaking around in the back and stuff like that and like and guy is trying to get the audience to like block him and like keep Croy distracted and then all of a sudden the captain comes in and is like there's the rebel that you're looking for oh no yeah, I know. And uh, and everybody in the audience is like, no. no. <laughs> oh, my God. And the stormtroopers take him away. I don't know where they took him, but they took him away. <laughs> to the brig. Yeah, I guess they did yeah. take him to the brig, but I never went there, so I don't know. So then, like, I, I'm sitting there like, holy shit, is the captain really not part of the, like, resistance? And then our waiter comes over to me and, like, shoves something in my hand really quickly and is like, it's, this is from the captain, and, like, runs away. And I was like, what the hell? So I unwrap it and it's a piece of paper it's a note and it says three of three and then it has like the end of a message on it and uh, I'm like okay where do I find the other bits and I hear other people at other tables talking and I go over to them and I'm like hey what number are you looking for and they're like three and I'm like oh okay and like we combine our notes with a couple of other people and uh-huh. it finally the note is like the captain has this planned trust her we're trying to get Croy off our tail like we're gonna help get Chewbacca out or whatever and she's like meet us in the lobby at 10 and it was almost 10 at that point. So we go into the lobby and a big show happens where um, they they capture SK, which was sad, especially because I'm pretty sure earlier in the day I ran in the link mock and she was like, Savannah, you need to protect him. And I was like, OK. And then he got captured and I was Aww. like, I didn't protect him. <laughs> yeah. So and then Croy like makes a big sh- Croy makes a big show out of that. And somehow they managed to get Chewbacca off the ship. I was not involved in any of that. I don't know what happened, but they somehow managed to get him off the ship and Croy was pissed. So at the end of the night, Croy is pissed. He's sure that there was there is resistance activity happening. The captain looks innocent and they're trying to get all of this data out of the droid so he can prove that there's like resistance activity. So the Ah. droid is like, has like, um, it's like a little circle that you put on a droid and it makes it so it can't really do anything anymore. Anyway, like (laughs) some sort of like inhibitor. Yes. Yeah. So then you go to bed or you don't have to, but uh, I was exhausted. (laughs) I had a long day, um, in a good way. And the next day we were going to Batu. So then like when I get in the bed, I get a million messages from everyone. And they're like, Savannah, you need to do this for me on Batu tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Is it all the same from each character? No, it's not. It's uh, so I got a message from the Saja who they were like, are you okay? Like, I know the first order, like attacking or like, that was a lot. Like, are you okay? And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm nervous about the first order. And she's like, we can figure this out. And then Croy was like, you need to get some sleep because I need you bright and early tomorrow because you are doing this mission for me. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Croy. Yeah. And those were the, oh, and then like Wraith messaged me about something but i hadn't talked to him so i was like i don't know what you're talking about wraith because i'm too afraid to talk to you because <laughs> you're too goddamn handsome <laughs> yeah yeah why are you so obsessed with me <laughs> i saw return of the jedi at seven years old in the theater and waited 40 years to live my star wars dream i actually fought for the rebellion shot at tie fighters from the bridge of a ship in freaking space 
How many people can say that? How many can say Master Yoda came to them as a space ghost? For the few of us who were lucky enough to experience the Halcyon, it's something we will never be able to explain successfully, and at the same time we're all bonded by this experience. The entire time from start to finish was incredible and insanely immersive. The actors and crew were so amazing. It's really not something I can put into words. It's something that needs to be experienced. I'm so grateful I will get to go again and say goodbye to Lady H and the cast and crew. I'll be a hot mess. Look for the girl with the blue hair bawling. Lara F. We wake up, we go to breakfast, and uh, they had a fucking Star Wars waffles, and it was amazing. Mm, it was just no. a, it was a waffle, but it had the symbol of the Halcyon on it, and it was delicious, and I ate so many of them. I loved it. <laughs> I was so happy. Uh, so then you go to down this hallway. Um, so like by the climate simulator, um, there's like a docking bay where you go to get on the pod that takes you to Batu, Galaxy's Edge. It's it kind of looks like um an airport terminal thing like when you walk into go onto a plane mm-hmm. that's what it those like long hallways that's what it looks like and you walk onto this thing that has no windows or anything but it's decked out it looks like a pod and it's like all star warsy and stuff like that and it's playing like the sounds of batu and like a radio <laughs> like radio music and stuff like that and um it, it's a very short drive like not even two minutes long and it takes you to a special entrance where you get to walk into the park from the star wars part of the park so like it it really fully immerses you like you feel like you're on a different planet because you've never seen the normal outside world Mm -hmm. in a long time and Mm -hmm. they give you um these pins so everyone in the park knows that you are like um on the halcyon and stuff like that and like mainly so the cast members know so they can treat you a little bit Mm -hmm. more special because you're paying a lot of money to be there and so when i get there i start getting messages from croy and he's like i need you to do this for me and i'm like okay so me and my grandma's mother start running around doing these missions for him we had a reservation to go to the star wars bar that's there so there's a bar called oga's cantina and that's like a special thing and my grandmother really wanted to go there i'm making my grandmother sound like an alcoholic she's not (laughs) i know that to be true yeah yeah. she just likes having fun when we're on vacations and she vacation is a different time yes and she loves martinis that's like her thing (laughs) (laughs) and they had a nice sparkly one yeah exactly so we go to the bar and um the bar's super cool but it was really cool. When I got to the bar, Croy was like, tell the bartender this. And I was like, okay. Ooh. So I say it to the bartender and he gives me a fancy coaster that has like a um, a QR code on it. Oh my god! Yeah. And so like I have to scan the QR code and it gives me access to like where I can find these like secret rebel plans. Ooh. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. And then I was like, wait a second. I am breaching double agent and just straight up being a bad guy. <laughs> at this point like i'm like i haven't done anything for the resistance nobody asked me to do anything except for croy and i'm like i'm just not a good guy i'm a bad guy (laughs) when in rome so i was like i don't want to do that i don't want to give him these plans so i was like what do i do so we went over and we rode the rise of the resistance ride which is god damn it the coolest thing Mm -hmm. ever so that happens and then you get to ride the the millennium falcon ride which is like you literally like go onto the millennium falcon you get to fly it and you have to steal this special star wars thing called coaxium for hondo but wraith made a deal with hondo to get some of the coaxium so we gather some coaxium and hondo gives it to wraith or whatever 
at that point i booked like the special like you could get like a special photo session or whatever on the halcyon so i did that and that time was coming up so we were going to leave and as we were waiting for the shuttle to come back i saw heard the youtuber say that like if you have any problems with the app like go talk to this person somebody is there on batu to like help you like help you figure out problems with the app and i was like i never missions from anybody else like let me go see if like they can help me with that and i tell her like yeah like i i don't want to be a bad guy but i'm only getting messages from the bad guy and she's like what's your name I'm savannah and she's like okay all right you should be good now and like i look at my phone and i have messages from now everyone and, oh my god <laughs> and i'm like okay wow Woo. so i guess i cheated a little bit yeah but. yeah yeah but you complain to the manager I didn't complain. <laughs> I was just saying. I was like, if, it, if not, it's cool. But, like, I, I don't want to be a bad guy. <laughs> I, I would have probably seen that shit through, seen what happened. Yeah, well, and that's funny, too, because on my way back to the ship, I met this guy. His name was Steven. He was very nice. I really liked him. Um, and he was like, hey, are you getting mis missions from, like, any of the other characters? Like, I'm only getting missions from Croy. And I'm like, I'm only getting missions from Croy. And he's like, I don't want to be a bad guy. And I'm like, I know. I just talked to that lady and she gave me a way for me to not be a bad guy anymore. And he's like, no, I'm not going to go back to the um, to the park after I go to the ship. I guess I'll just, like try and tell croy to fuck off or whatever he didn't say that exactly but like we like bonded a little bit and that was fun so i go and get my pictures taken and then i run back to the park and um do all the missions for them and the missions were really cool for them like sammy the mechanic wants you to um install an autopilot on this like fancy tie fighter thing that's there so he can steal it uh the saja was my favorite though they got word that there's like a special Jedi artifact there and um, you need to steal it from the guy who's trying to sell it because there's like a special like antiquity shop there. Doc Ondar's. Oh, yeah. He's trying to sell something special and the Jedi, the Saja are like, you need to get that for us. So mm. I figure it out, like hack some things and I tell them where it is and they get it. Um, yeah. So then we go back to the ship and Lankamok the night before was like, you need to be in the lobby at three o'clock tomorrow. And I was like, okay, I will be there. So I show up and I see my friend, Steven. I'm like, Hey Steven, like, do you know about this thing? Like Lankamok said, something's going to happen here. And he's like, what? Something's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, come on. Like you need to, we need to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> and so like Lanka comes up to us and she's like, you two are in with Croy. Right. And we're like, yeah. And she's like, I need you to get to Croy. And I need you to tell him that his stormtroopers have been locked up in the brig. And we're like, okay okay oh. and she's like yeah so like i'll give you the signal okay so like don't do it yet we're gonna get people to lure his stormtroopers into the brig and we're gonna lock them in the brig and then you're gonna help him break them out and that's when we're gonna free the droid while he's trying to get his stormtroopers out she, she does the signal and i see people like be like oh you gotta come do this thing stormtroopers and the stormtroopers follow them downstairs so like they get oh. the whole ship involved and there's these kids playing with their droids there like uh, little rem remote control droids that you could like play with they have like droid race on the ship if you didn't want to go to the park or whatever and croy was up top talking to somebody and so me and steven are down below going croy come here come here croy <laughs> and he comes downstairs and he's like what what's wrong and we're like they took your stormtroopers they locked him in the brig and he's like what we <laughs> have to take care of this and so he's like come with me 
you too. And so we like walk with Croy to go get his stormtroopers. And then how you unlock somebody from the brig is like you have to have you have to hack this machine get the code from it and then very quickly before the code expires run and type it into the brig mm. so he's having some kid do this and they keep messing up and then steven tries to do it and he messes up and croy is like this is ridiculous we need to get my stormtroopers out we eventually do and we he brings me steven the two stormtroopers and then a couple of other people follow into the elevator so i'm like smushed like this like <laughs> as tight as possible into the elevator with stormtroopers and lieutenant croy and this girl who's dressed like an ewok and croy is like get the fuck out of here bear but yeah and then we're all stuck in this elevator together and i actually have a picture of me like squished in the corner with the stormtroopers in the elevator i just thought it was so funny and then when we walk out of the elevator croy like sends everybody out first he's like everybody get out of the way and so like we all walk out and then as soon as the stormtroopers and croy walk out all the little kids take their droids and drive them into their feet (laughs) 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 it was so cute because the kids like once they drove it in once they kept backing it up and doing it again (laughs) it was so cute they got the whole ship involved and croy is like god damn it and he's like kicking some of them out of the way and um then he like looks up and he's like where'd the droid go and like and so he's like stormtroopers find the droid and then like that was the end of that sequence and stuff like that Hmm. and then everybody was meant to be back on the ship at four so that was that was so much fun (laughs) but it's arranged in like a group of seven or ish like these different missions i just the crowd control is amazing Mm -hmm. how how they could arrange it's just you and another guy are involved in his particular mission there were a lot of people oh no but i mean you're doing you're the only ones with the thing to do for the lieutenant i'm sure there were other people but they just weren't there when that happened that wasn't like a scheduled event it was scheduled for them obviously i see but uh, and lenka because i talked to her and i was like hey i didn't get to do any like rebel things for you today and she's like be here at three tomorrow and you will and i was like okay i see um so other people will that were doing they were either in the park or they were doing their lightsaber training or they were doing their bridge training uh, or they were just wandering around so doing- this is the way we cut the crowd down mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they probably do this scene multiple times i don't think that they do oh but you just but, have to be right place right time yes but they do other scenes yeah okay that mm. are also important because i know i miss things like how the fuck did chewbacca get on the ship i have no idea <laughs> right. so i guess that's one of the takeaways that everyone truly gets a different experience yes yeah Oh, and that was another thing that was so funny. So on top of that, like the whole ship being involved, I forgot about this. When we're going down the stairs with Croy, Lenka Mock set up a line of people to block Croy from going anywhere else except for downstairs. And she was like, when they walk by, cough to let the people know downstairs that they're coming. So we're like walking down the stairs and all these people are going, <laughs> like, which, okay, was a little bad, like with the, you know, pandemic and shit. But it was funny because <laughs> Croy funny. is like, this is disgusting. Like, get away from me. <laughs> you behemoths and stuff like that and it was so funny that actor has got a fun part oh he's got such a good part that's yeah. probably the best part although i i think the captain ended up being my favorite character but she's got some really cool monologues that she does and the actress who played her her voice was just so commanding and amazing oh my god i loved her so much oh another embarrassing story i have to say really fast um so me and my grandmother after all that go and get lunch 
are like we're eating and sometimes the characters will just like walk into the dining room and like talk to you so like i see the main saja there's like one main saja and then there's like a bunch of little saja and the main saja comes up to me and she like sees me and she's like oh hey savannah and i I don't even remember when i met her but she knew my name and (laughs) and she's like oh like did you do anything fun on batu and i was like yeah i got the coaxium and she's like oh you got the coaxium that's so good she's like did you tell wraith about it and i'm like oh no i didn't it's okay and she's like no he's right over there i'll go get him for you and i was like oh no it's your worst nightmare (laughs) no no, it's okay it's all right he's probably busy she's like no 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 i'll go get him i'll go get him i think they must have known (laughs) like they were fucking with me and i forgot to say this the night before my grandmother was pretty lit at dinner the night before and uh uh, wraith cole walks into the room and my grandmother gets very loud when she gets very excited and she goes oh my god he is just so handsome (laughs) i I, like put my head on the table i was so embarrassed (laughs) so that's the that was the night before so like she leaves and she was gone for a little bit so i'm like maybe she forgot no he comes over and i see them walking towards me and they're looking at me and i'm like oh sorry i hit my mic (laughs) i get so excited i literally look at my grandmother and i'm like please don't say anything (laughs) and he comes over and he like talks to me and he like kneels down to my level because i'm like sitting in the booth and he like puts his hand on my shoulder and i'm like oh my god (laughs) please stop talking to me (laughs) i want to get off this ride he was like yeah you need to be in the lobby at this point because like i know it says like gaia's like all uh, acoustic session or whatever but we're gonna sneak the coaxium off the ship then and like i need you there to help like block shit or whatever and i was like i'll be there then it was my bridge training it meant immersing myself and my family into a world of creativity and togetherness we could be whom we choose we could be accepted no matter what path we chose It meant meeting new people and making lasting relationships, interacting with people with whom we'd never have the chance. It meant experiencing something so special that was life-changing. It meant memories. Galen F. All right, so the rest of the uh, night goes by like, it's like a video game speed run because I ended up doing everybody's missions. Everybody needed me for something. So like the second I was done with something, I had to go do something else. And it was kind of amazing. (laughs) Um, Oh, except for the next part, except for that next bit. And then after that, I was like that. But, uh, so because I became friends with Steven and Steven was like super cool. He, uh, I told him about the Lankamok thing. And so like, I run into him later that day and he's like, Oh, Savannah, are you coming to this, the mission with the captain or like the, the meeting, the secret meeting with the captain? And I'm like, no, I don't know about that. And he's like, come on, I'll get you into it. So he like brings me over to this thing and he's like, Hey, can we like bring my friend in with this? And she's like, what's your name? Or like, there's like a cast member at the door, like making sure nobody who doesn't have a reservation comes in. And she's like, what's your name? And I tell her, and she's like, Oh, we just lost your invitation. Here you go. And like, lets me into this experience. And so we go in and like we're sitting in the bridge and like everything's cool and then the doors close and the captain comes in and she's like okay like we are going to get we got a return signal from a member of the resistance who's going to help us and one of my goals for this trip was well to one do the resistance story missions and to meet ray because i love ray and she is the person that is on the call like she shows up on the hologram call 
and wow. is like, I need your guys. I'm from, I'm coming from Batu. I need you guys to help me clear out the TIE fighter so I can get onto the ship. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, this is so cool. And I keep turning to Steven and I'm like, thank you so much for bringing me in here. And like, we shoot down the TIE fighter so she can get onto the ship. And I was so excited. And then like, she docks. And then I'm thinking like, oh my God, she's on the ship. Like, I have to go find her. And so I go to leave and like, as the captain told us, like we were free to go or whatever. And as I go to leave, the captain stops and she's like, not you, you need to stay here. And I was like, okay. And so like the, the couple people are talking to her and she talks to them. And then once every other person leaves the room, it's just her and I in the room. She goes, you and I are going to go get Ray. And I was like, <gasps> oh <laughs> my like, God. Oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, okay, just act like I'm giving you a tour of the ship. Okay. So like, so she starts leading me through the ship and she's like, yes, this banner is this old and blah, blah, blah. And she mm-hmm. like leads me downstairs. Uh, and then we run into my Saja, Saja Maya. And she's like, Savannah, Captain, what are you doing? And she's like, Savannah's feeling sick. She needs some rays of sunshine. Take her to the climate <laughs> simulator and Saja is like okay <laughs> and we're like well acting and stuff and so like the captain leaves I go with Saja and like at this point uh the actors doing anything draws a crowd so people started following me and the captain and then they follow me and the Saja into the climate simulator and she's like what's up and I'm like Ray is here and she's like Ray like I'm like Ray like the Ray and she's like the Ray like and I'm like she's in that room right there like behind like the wall and she's like okay I'm gonna go see like you guys stay here and I'm like I'm like on cloud nine like giddy like I'm like I cannot believe that this is happening she comes back and she's like okay like like you can you guys can come in so I like zip in and I'm the first person there and it's like basically just me and Sajamaya in that like airport looking room and I turn the corner and I see Ray and she's very like sneakily like has her head around the corner and when she sees me she goes like jumps back and Sajamaya comes around the corner and she's like no Ray it's okay this is my friend Savannah she helped you get onto the ship and then Ray comes around the corner and she's like oh Savannah like you helped me thank you so much and like gives me like a handshake and stuff wow. and I was like this is the coolest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> It was so cute. And she's like, are you a member of the resistance? Like, how long have you been fighting? And I'm like, long time. I was, I don't know. I was like, this, oh, it was just so cool. And then we have this, like, whole chat with her about, like, her plans and, like, what we need to do and blah, blah, blah. And then I got sent to, by Ray, to Sammy, who I had to go tell Sammy that he needed to, like, do something for Ray. And, like, I had, but Sammy was in the middle of something, so he's like, help me with this first. And then afterwards, he was like, okay, what did you need? And I was like, hey, Ray wanted to see you. And he's like, Ray, like, D-Ray, she wanted to see me? And he's like, oh, like, oh my gosh, she wants to talk to me? Yeah, and uh, then just... Like, oh my God, that was just crazy. And then it was time to go to dinner. Yeah, and then the captain and Croy got into a huge fight at dinner and that was super cool. And for a minute there, it felt like Croy might become a good guy. And I was like, I'm totally down for that because I really like Croy. So then um, as soon as dinner's over, like sirens go off and the whole, all the lights in the ship turn red and they're like, everybody needs to get to the lobby right now. Everything like culminates and shit goes down. So basically like Kylo Ren shows up. Oh shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, Ray is here. I know she's here. And like, cause at the end of the last Jedi, he like is obsessed with finding her mm-hmm. again. So right. he's like, Ray is here. Like I need to find her. And Croy is like, he's so stupid. He didn't have any idea that Ray was on the ship. <laughs> like what are you talking about and then ray shows up and they have this fucking huge lightsaber fight on like on the balcony and ray has this super cool fancy new lightsaber where like it 
it is just a hilt, but then it actually launches up like a real lightsaber. So it oh, looks like yeah. a real lightsaber. Mm. And then she pretends to fall down and she changes out to one where she could actually like hit things with it mm. kind of thing. But it's super cool. And then Kylo Ren like force broke the chandelier like Phantom of the Opera and it fell down a little <laughs> bit. And like shit was smoke and sparks were flying. Like Kylo Ren dragged his lightsaber across the bar of like the balcony and it started sparking and I'm Whoa. like what is going on? <laughs> it was so cool <laughs> and um Ray gets away and she like flies the his TIE fighter away so he's like I need to go chase after her and Croy's like sure sir what should we do with all the resistance people here and Croy or Kylo Ren goes kill them all <gasps> and, and like kill everyone and Croy's like oh but sir some of these people are supporters and he goes I won't say it again <laughs> kill them all <laughs> or whatever and leaves and Croy like sits there for a minute and I was standing right next to Croy remembering like we had a thing where we would like smile at each other he would not look at me and like all the lights turn red all of the character actors are screaming and Croy goes all right you heard the man kill everyone and like everybody's like the captain's freaking out and she's like no stop please don't do this and like croy is like refusing to make eye contact with me i'm literally standing right next to him and i'm like croy, like you can't do this <laughs> and, like, and then you find out that like sammy knocked out one of his stormtroopers and he's wearing the stormtrooper outfit and then he like holds or is like croy you're not gonna kill anybody today you're and then they arrest. yeah and they throw them out of the like airlock or something i don't know what it was. <laughs> just cast them into space <laughs> or maybe they let him leave i don't remember but either way he left and you didn't get a chance to like say he goodbye walks to down him, but... to the space wars hotel here on the chesapeake <laughs> bay and yeah and but that moment was really scary like i obviously i knew i wasn't in danger but it was really intense like the character actors really were like shit i might die here like mm-hmm. <laughs> It was super cool, though. And then, the, like, the Saja, when you did their lightsaber training, they had, like, a, a phrase called together as one. So it was, like, a call and response where um, they would say together and then everybody else would say as one. So, like, when Kylo Ren showed up, they the Saja were like, no, fuck you, like, uh, together. And the whole crowd is going as one. And it was, like, super cute and stuff. Um, and then they, of course, in a Disney fashion, they have uh, fireworks to celebrate the ending. And you have, like, a special little drink or whatever. And then it's time for bed. And then you leave the next morning at like 10 o'clock. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, if you're still listening, sorry. <laughs> it was amazing. It was the best thing ever. And I'm honestly devastated that it is closing. Um, it doesn't deserve to be closing, but it definitely wasn't making Disney enough money. And the price point was keeping people boxed out. It makes sense that it is closing. Um, however, and I was looking into it, and supposedly Disney's going to get a pretty hefty uh, tax write-off on this. And I was talking to my grandfather, who, um, like, I was reading, and apparently what, like, uh, property depreciates or whatever. So, did, does anyone know what that means? Yes, that means that when you buy a piece of, like, you buy a car, for example, and your car is worth $25,000 when you purchase it, but the next year it's not worth $25,000 anymore. So you are taking a loss on that car because it depreciates in value over time. Mm. Okay, yes. And so buildings, that happens over a 39-year period. However, if you decide that the building is completely a loss for you, you can write off the whole building and depreciate it all at once. We don't know this for a fact, so I don't want to speculate too much, but... 
people are speculating that Disney is going to get a $300 million tax write-off for this hotel. And that math adds up to them depreciating the hotel all at once. So if they depreciate it all at once, they essentially have to knock it down. They can't use it for anything. Right. That's true. Mm. Yeah. From a government standpoint. Otherwise, you're like, it's tax fraud. Yeah, exactly. So I... I don't. I think it's going to get knocked down. <laughs> I think it's going to get knocked down. <laughs> it which is, is sort devastating. of insane. I mean, when you everything you've described requires remarkable like effort. Even the actors aside, the incredible planning for oh, these things. Oh my god! Yes, and the YouTuber I that imagine. I watched, like he was saying too that like that at one point he was just walking around the ship by himself and he happened to walk in on the captain and Croy having a conversation by themselves. So it's like they try their hardest to make the ship feel alive. So Croy and the captain were just in a hallway fighting with each other. And if you happen to be walking by, you happen to be walking by and seeing that like Mm. that the ship was alive. Like it was real. (laughs) And I mean, it felt so real and you really could allow yourself to let go and feel like you were, actually in outer space like it felt like you were on a ship mm-hmm. and not in on a in a concrete building on earth <laughs> it was amazing it it's was an truly... inspiring undertaking that's for sure and that's what's so depressing for me about it closing is that like this is like the next step in immersive entertainment like it's larping but with a disney budget like that is the coolest thing ever and it because it failed so spectacularly disney will never do something like this again yeah i don't know if i disagree uh i mean i I, just as you were talking like i had ideas like how they could have worked this differently there's a world where that whole thing you described is part of a seven day vacation and just two days are that and your hotel stay is two hundred dollars a night the other nights you know like if you add it up you could almost like pitch me on $5,000 or $6,000, right? If it's $1,000 to stay the other five days. Mm-hmm. You could pitch me on $6,000 for a seven-day vacation. Oh, Two yeah. of those days are this and the other five days. I don't know why nobody thought of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I understand. It's, it's like Disney logic. Like they've created this space and the space can only be used in this way. And maybe that's true. But if you pitch the vacation as, we'll then take you to space number two, you know, like you go back and forth. I don't, there could have been smarter marketing or planning around that. I get that the two days are pricey, but they wouldn't feel this pricey if you got more time yes, mm-hmm. out I of agree your trip. With that. You don't yeah. need to have the full cruise experience the whole time. You no. just get it those two days. But the other days, you're at the park yeah. at a cheaper price point. I don't know. It yeah. just feels like more bang for your buck. But no, I totally yeah. agree with That's, that. Mm-hmm. And like, because I was saving the end of the episode to speculate, but when I was writing it, uh, last night <laughs> um i was like i can't because like i think it's going to get knocked down it, your, your grandfather <laughs> thinks that that's likely what they're going to do is, yes. is just knock yeah, it down. and they're known to do those kinds of things mm-hmm. and that's oh my god all that all that super cool technology and mm-hmm. shit like they yeah. built that shit in there like and yeah. oh they're gonna knock it down and i don't know that for a fact i don't know that for a fact well, they, they might can, not they, they can not. rip it all out before they're not they're gonna rip out all oh, that stuff yeah and, but and still then knock it down probably gonna go somewhere else yeah they've spent six years building this thing and now 
And now it didn't even get to stay open for two years. I suspect that a lot of what they learn, they'll incorporate into rides and things. I hope so. Maybe in a small way into hotel stays. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Obviously, I had a fantastic time. Um, <laughs> and every other person that I've seen who went there also agrees. And, like, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups about it. And everybody just loves this thing so much. And um, I got a bunch of people to write in and tell me, like, what the Halcyon means to them. And so I will have that playing for us at the end of the episode um so just wanted to put that out there like if you're a cast member listening or anything like that thank you so much this experience was seriously like the most magical thing ever like disney will never be able to top this thing for me i think and it will become a really really cool future defunct land episode i'm sure <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> so expedition Ellen, extinct yep and thank you imagineers for branching out and making such a cool thing and honestly thank you disney for putting your money into it i guess i'm sorry you lost money but i'm not really <laughs> like you did something cool it was sure. a bold experiment and apparently too they got like all of the reviews that they got back for it were like this thing is amazing but nobody was buying tickets because nobody can fucking afford to go to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole issue like if it was cheaper they probably sell out of it constantly. You're right. Like maybe if they made it $2,000, but then I don't know if they'd be operating at a loss. But if you sell every room for like $2,000, it's a hundred rooms every two days. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's a shame to think of. It's yep. Seriously depressing. So anyone who's dancing on its grave, I just am like, that's, it's just, you're dancing on the Disney doing, the grave of Disney doing anything super out there and exciting again. Because they're it, playing it exceptionally safe recently. And finally, they do something that puts them out of their comfort zone. And like, what Walt Disney intended. Like, everybody laughed at the fact that he wanted to make Disneyland. And it ended up being amazing. Mm -hmm. And like, but it, nobody, it wasn't amazing at first, too. Like, a lot of people didn't like Disneyland, um, but it grew into this thing that now it's like a staple of American families to go on vacation to Disneyland at least once in their life or mm. Disney World or whatever. Either or. And yeah. yeah. And all these people are just like pointing and laughing at this thing. And then if you like it, you're an idiot. But no, I, I think that's unfair. Yeah. It's a bold, it was just a very, it's a bold, no matter what, it was a bold experiment. Oh, Yes, for sure. And I, yeah, like I said, I, I like <laughs> sat in bed that night and like I thought about everything that I did that day. And I just like started crying because and not in a bad way. Not that I was sad that I was leaving, although I was. I was like, I just am so overwhelmed by like everything I did. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. holy shit. And then the next day when we were leaving, me and we got breakfast first. And um, as we were leaving, Stephen and Stephen walked in and I was like, Stephen, like, thank you so much. Like, you made this experience so special for me. And he's like, you made this experience so special for me. It was so sweet. And I was like, we're canon now. And he's like, we're canon now. And we like high five. I've never <laughs> seen him again, but he was cool. Hey, I like Steven. you, Steven. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll listen to this, Steven. You were super cool. And you're the reason I got to meet Ray. So, <laughs> yeah, that worked ah, out. That was so cool. Yes. Yeah, so, thank you for listening to my uh, psychotic ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again. Here on Strange Red. I just wanted to say to everyone involved with the Star Cruiser, from the folks who imagineered her into existence to the amazing cast and crew, thank you.
I have been lucky enough to experience the magic of the Star Cruiser twice. All of you involved built something really profound, and it has affected so many people. Not only did you give us a galaxy-class attraction, you helped to create a community of people, of old friends who just met, if I can quote the Muppets for a moment. Friendships have been created that will last long past the Halcyon, and those friends have given back to the community at large. And that was because of you, because of the magic you shared with us. Cynthia W. Please watch your step as you exit, and remember to take all personal belongings with you. Uh, you time warped. Whoa. Oh, now we're getting the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Who's wearing the fishnets in the in this? Well, there's um, this is another thing that's really interesting about Star Wars is um, you would probably know this. Like, whenever there is like a Twilight character, which is like the characters that have like different colored skin and then they don't have hair, they have like those like weird long tentacle things. Mm-hmm. They're like always strippers. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it's true. true. Yeah, no, they stay the same it's throughout. So it's like anytime you see it's the stripper planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's called. Oh, no. <laughs> there's so much lore that I know, I'm I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> it's the red light check. district of the galaxy no Rockhoff <laughs> is more than that but i don't know why they keep making all the twilight strippers <laughs> like they do though job of the hut had like at least two yeah that's like, true at all times. i know yeah. oh my gosh So, how should I go about starting this? The Star Wars Hotel is a glorious experience that you will never have. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the only one you got to experience, so fuck you. Um, uh, So, I'm trying to think...